Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called run by a guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? And it's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. Cuz. Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo, a drinky poo. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. I think it's a very interesting podcast to listen to, especially when they go after someone. I thought he was going to break down what it's all about for to turn new pe- people on to no, interesting podcasts. The opposite. Just, yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. <laughs> W-A-T-P! 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 Hello, Bag Slappers and Cousin Roos, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? It's the only show that has a bunch of filler clips before it gets to the part that everyone loves, listener voicemails. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week is Vinny Paulino. Oh, so glad to be back. Vinny, thanks so much for coming over. It's been a while, buddy. Uh, it feels like forever. If you'd like to support the show, please purchase our merchandise. You can go to the... WhoAreThese.com and click the link to our WeHaveMerch.com page. Also on our website, you can find our voicemail number, our email address, the link to our subreddit, all the ways that you can participate in the show. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. We have some new ones to read today. Before that, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Mike O'Mara Show. This was a suggestion from Dumb Guzzler on Twitter Vinny and I both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show featuring hosts Mike O'Mara, Rob Spiewak, and Oscar Santana. Who the hell thought I would ever hear the name Rob Spiewak again in my life? Rob Spiewak. So Vinny and I were both fans of the Don and Mike show back in the 90s, probably? It had to be 90s, maybe early 2000s. They used to have a syndicated radio show out of Washington, D.C. that was on an AM station here in, in Rochester. It was on uh, Hot Talk 1280, Hot if I Talk recall. Hot Talk 1280. And we, I, I listened to that show all the time. It was the best thing that was on in the afternoon. It was. It really by was. Far. Great bits. They played off of each other. A lot of uh, interaction. They, they were uh, very entertaining compared to the I doubt options. It, I doubt it's aged well. If we went back and listened to those old Don and Mike shows, it probably sounds a little bit like this Michael Mara show sounds like. I asked myself this question after listening to it. How bad was radio right. back then? How bad was it? It had to be fucking terrible because this guy, Michael Mara. So Don retired. So Michael Mara started the Michael Mara show. And then the radio station changed their format, and it became a podcast. Right. So now Before we had, podcasts were a thing. Right. It was like 2009. Right. It was around the time Adam Carolla was getting fired from radio and starting podcasts. Sure. So Mike O'Mara, you pioneer. He's a pioneer, Mike O'Mara. So he started up this, uh, this podcast, and it's pretty much the radio show. It's a thousand percent the radio show. The funny thing is, is that it's not a radio show. It's not played on the radio anywhere. It's only a podcast. You wouldn't think that to listen to them. No, you would not, because everything they do is radio-esque. Even down to them bleeping swear words out. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's an example where they go in and post and they, they bleep the word asshole of all words. 
He's safe. He had a few bites He's of cake. Such an asshole. <laughs> that was on a downloaded podcast. This is on a downloaded podcast. They had a bleep asshole. And what's amazing about this show is that it, every episode is 80 minutes long, and they go to breaks that aren't actually breaks. They've created a format for a show that could be on the radio, but nobody has picked it up, nor will they. It's really it's brutal. depressing. And the <laughs> thing that bothers me about it, and it doesn't really bother me, but the thing that makes it incredibly weird to me is yeah. the fact that there are so many episodes every week. Oh, they, they put out like five a week. They put out like five a week. And so you say to me, hey, we're going to do the Michael Mara show. <laughs> and I subscribe and I'm like, oh, what episode are we going to do? Yeah. And since then, there's been like four or five and I'm just Every day my phone, there's a new Mike O'Mara show. I didn't do a good job of communicating to Vinny what we're reviewing today. I pretty much at the beginning of the week said, yeah, whatever the new episode is. Yeah. Which is something different every day. Yeah. I went to the best of episode. Oh, I decided no. to go straight to best of. Well, uh, getting back to that the break thing, I just want to play a quick clip. This is them going to the break, and there is no break. But they need to do that because they're pros. They're radio pros. They like to do the break cliffhanger. Are you familiar with this concept? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very important. You want to keep people like, oh, I got I to gotta sit through this commercial. It's time. really important for drive time podcasting. I don't know <laughs> what they're going for here. So this is um, giving you that awesome transition into the break. Uh, right. If you are worried, Mike, when we come back, let's you and me sing songs from the Nutcracker. Very good. It's a good Very distraction. Good. Thanks. Thanks so much. Let's start. It's the Mike O'Mara Show. You can listen to the Mike O'Mara Show at www.mikeomarashow.com. Stay tuned for an outstanding entertainment program. It's the <laughs> Mike O'Mara Show. Let's get down to business. From the entertainment capital of the world. In the age of tweets and texts. So it's exactly like a 90s It's literally show. fluff promo. Yes. And then right back to them. It's just... Drop after drop after drop. It'd be like if our show was just lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what? that's fascinating. Please go on. <laughs> this is this is what their show is. I love it. It's just somebody hitting drop after drop after drop, and then when they come back from commercial, they're back from the break and ready to go. And now from his office chair, here's Mike. We are live from the Podcast Village Studios in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. This is the Mike O'Mara Show. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Mike O'Mara Show, or TMOS to our friends, is a worldwide podcast and radio show with a family of listeners who are unrivaled in their love and support for their program. If you're a first-timer, sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. I want to point out, he comes back from the break, and there are so many lies that are happening in just that quick segment. I've recreated, me. I've recreated that segment. You're going to hear a buzzer every time they're lying. Okay. We are live from the Podcast Village Studios in the capital, Washington, D.C. The oh, Mike O'Mara Show, or TMOS to our friends, is a worldwide podcast and radio show with a family of listeners who are unrivaled in their love and support for their program. If you're a first-timer, sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. <laughs> There was no entertainment. How is there a lie? It was a command. He said, sit back and relax and prepare to be entertained. It wasn't a lie. Prepare to be entertained. That's a lie. There was no entertainment that's going on here. What is with podcasters to say, hey, we're live from Carl's basement? You're not live, asshole. Uh, I, I like it whenever a podcast claims to be worldwide. Dipshit, it's on the internet. Yeah. yeah, it's worldwide. That's how that works. Right. It's literally how it works. I've had a couple of downloads in China. 
I had one worldwide. I had one that was in Africa the other day, and I almost bought a cake. I was so happy. The country of Africa? That's no, amazing. The from the continent of Africa. <laughs> that I didn't say the country. I know. What are you? What are you putting words in my mouth? Well, I was the one who said China. That you said I don't know. What do, what do you want from me, dude? So anyway, the Western Hemisphere was downloading our podcast the other the, day. Yes, it's amazing. I'm huge. I'm big in the Western Hemisphere. Right. Right. Vinny, you got a bunch of clips on here. What do you want to? Oh my god! Okay, so listen. Let's play a little game. All right. Uh, I just want to go back and point out that the things that I liked about the Don and Mike show, yeah, um, are none of the things they really still do. (laughs) So (laughs) you were saying that it's like it's the same show. It's not, but it is to your point exactly like a radio show. So why don't you hit clip one and here? I want you to do me a favor. Okay. This is them setting up their mailbag, and I want you to tell me which thing in here is the lie. Okay. Two statements in here. You go ahead. There's two statements. One yeah. of them is a lie. Yes. Mailbag day. Your cards and letters have been pouring in, and we like to <laughs> share them with our vast listening audience. Okay. I believe they do want to share them. I don't think they've been pouring in. Is okay. that the lie? I am going to go with the opposite. Oh. Because the more I listen to this best of, and literally the best of episode yeah. was them doing the mailbag. I just oh, want geez. that to be pointed out. But oh, when you listen to this mailbag, it is very revealing as to who the audience is and who they're trying to reach. Okay. So why don't I'm you... I'm curious about that. See, now, check That's this good. out. He starts reading some of these, uh, I but I those. think that they're almost like commercials for himself, for his own show, are the, all the mailbag things. So okay. I want you to play clip two for me. I greatly enjoy the podcast. My only wish is for more of the same. Uh, okay. When it came uh, time to consider... Re-upping with another paid podcast, I considered how much more I like TMOS than the other one. Uh, and the decision was made, uh, In I guess the decision was made. Also, Ponyboy made it easy with the work he did on the bonus show RSS feed. Way to go, Pony. This Yay! is okay. for you. Satisfied client. Tuesday was my uh, 57th birthday. I would love... <laughs> it's a 57-year-old guy who's debating if he can afford to, to subscribe to another <laughs> yeah, that's, podcast. That's depressing. And the other thing about that was he goes, he didn't read it. Like, he glanced over. Like, the guy goes, uh, yeah. between your show and the, and he just goes, the other. The other like, one, I'm yeah. wondering what the other is here. What is the omission? What did he omit? Like, the other being my wife's diabetes medicine we had to decide between <laughs> yes. what we're going to do. It's so ridiculous. Well, that's a good point that I didn't bring up. This show comes out five times a week, 80 minutes. It's free to download, but they have bonus shows to come out maybe once a week. I'm not sure what the cadence is on it. Yeah. But these shows, uh, you have to either pay for one by one, or you can subscribe for seven bucks a month. Yeah, I'm not going to do either. $70 for the year. $70. And these shows, I've read in the descriptions of these shows, they're behind a paywall. They sound like they're the exact same show that these are. These guys are old men. They don't have a lot to talk about. I think radio, to sum up radio in the late 90s, 2000s, was yeah. everybody was trying to be your cool uncle. Right. And that's really what this is. But now our cool uncles are just creepy and they don't hold up well. But to go back to my point real yes. quick, because you're going to enjoy this next okay, clip, uh, is about the people who listen. So I just want you to listen to this email. I broke it up into a couple of different clips so it's right. more digestible for everyone. This is who listens to this show. And when I first heard it, I thought this was a fake one that he wrote. And then the way it ends, I realized, nope, this is who's listening. Please play clip three. Uh, dear Mike, Rob, Oscar, Pony, and the gang, I began listening back uh, during the power lineup on WJFK, the Junkies, Big O and Dukes, and the Mike O'Mara show. I was devastated when you left the air and eagerly awaited your return. <laughs> I am a recovering alcoholic who has been in rehab <laughs> yeah. for the past 18 months. Whoa! 
I've been reading it for 18 months. That's not even allowed. <laughs> Don't they at some point go, dude, get out of here. We've... Carl, I was listening to this going, he wrote this. He had to have wrote this. Who's writing about the sour grapes about this guy getting fired in 2008? And, but a drunk yes. a guy. He was in rehab for 18 months, of course. Play clip four. It keeps going. This is the same email. This is in 3.5. This is clip four. This is clip four. Okay. Now listen. But listen, my point here with this is, yeah. he didn't read these either. He's just reading because he likes hearing compliments about his show. Okay. Good for you, sir. Up to that point, I listen to every podcast daily and also subscribe to the bonus show. Uh, one of the worst things about my stay was the inability to listen to you guys. You are an amazing <laughs> team of hosts with more charisma and chemistry than any others I have ever heard. You are truly talented and bring the funny brilliantly. I have missed it. Uh, I have finally worked uh, my way up in a halfway house program and have been allowed to resume working. What the fuck? This is depressing. They're playing this music in the background where everybody's like happy and excited about this. Carl, I thought it was fake. That's I swear crazy. to God. Uh, clip five. Yeah. Finish it off. Okay. You guys once again occupy my ears throughout my workday, and it feels great to laugh out loud at my desk again. I have been fighting for my life throughout this recovery process. God bless you, and I am trying to get back to the little things that bring me true joy. You fellas are certainly one of those things. Thanks for all you put into your show. It is appreciated. Warmest regards uh, from. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say uh, Katie. I'm not gonna. Okay. Give the full it's name. a lady. And uh, Katie, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. There's the M Night Shyamalan twist. It's Dude, a lady. It's so depressing. That's insane. I, so this is the audience, is what you're telling me. That that that's my point. And like here's no another good one. Uh, real fast, super fast clip. Yeah. Uh, also another part of what they do for the show. Clip number six. Uh, birthday greetings to Dave Kent of Churchville, New York. He will enter his double douchebag sixties this weekend. Oh no! Happy birthday to the sixty-year-old guy in Churchville. Dude. This is the podcast. This is a boomer cast for sure. But can I also? Yeah. I want to point out this is the the most important part of every clip that you that I have prepared yeah. came from the, the best, best of. of. This is the best of episode. Us reading a an email where somebody is losing their shit and can't get their life together. So I was like, okay. This is the beginning. I'm like, okay, this is the beginning of a show, but it sounds like just the beginning of every other regular mediocre show. Yeah. Then it goes into the best of actual clips of like what they're trying to do. Okay. Now, here's what he does. This is the setup for what he thinks is a best of clip. Okay. Uh, let's start with number seven here. All right. And, and there was a, uh, a bumper sticker on a car that <laughs> may be the funniest bumper sticker I've ever seen. Uh, and it was brilliant in its comedy, uh, brilliant in its simplicity. Okay. Okay. Funniest bumper sticker you ever saw. Now, hold on. I want to point this out. This yeah. is what he does next. A four-minute explanation as to what was going on in his life. I didn't clip this for you people because okay. I like the listeners of WATP. Thank you. We appreciate that. He basically talks about how he has a five-year-old son, and this is a man in his mid-60s yes. with a five-year-old son, right. who he's complaining about is just, meh, 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 meh. and his, he says his wife is headpacking him in the front seat as this goes on, and he sees this bumper sticker. So Before uh, I play this, can I tell you my favorite bumper sticker of all time? Yeah, please do. Tennis is my racket. All right, what do we got? And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you both brought this up earlier, but I clipped this too real quick. Yeah. Uh, Eight, real fast. This is what he says, what he's about to tell, what the pod, what the bumper sticker is. Just to and point out how 
full of crap this guy has got. And it said, uh, I can use the word. It's a podcast. If okay. you want to bleep it out, but I don't think you have to. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't know what a podcast is. He's concerned. Is. Yeah, he's concerned. He's concerned. About, is the FCC going to hear about this? this is, oh, this is I don't want to get fined. Okay. Yeah, uh, so this must be a crazy thing. Like, I'm guessing the word cunt is thrown around a few times, right? Clip nine is the reveal. Clip ten is the reaction from the studio. Okay. Go ahead. In blue, a blue background with white letters, as big as you could see, I masturbate. All right, so probably everyone said, why did, why did you build that up so much? That's not that funny. Uh, right? Here's the reaction. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I couldn't help, I couldn't help myself. I started laughing. You can't ignore it. No, that's you great. You can't laugh at that's it. That's great, Mike. Good. Oh, boy. These, that, that's so good, Mike. These fucking anecdotes are the worst. And can I just talk about the over-the-top laughter and everything that goes on? I pulled a bunch of clips of just people fucking laughing their balls off. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that if any of these sound real. <laughs> that's what half of the show is is that it's such a goddamn old radio freaking thing all right laugh at everything so you brought up that the listeners are all in their 60s and they're alcoholics or (laughs) other types of losers who can't get their shit together can't pay for the wife's diabetes medicine because Mike right. needs his 70 bucks. I did notice that this show is for boomers. Listen to this gag. Hi, this is Tom Rogoff. I like to get my news anywhere I can. That's why I love to listen to The Mike Ramirez Show. And my favorite way to consume it is on Spotify. Because Spotify is young and cool. And I'm young and cool. Just like Chuck Todd. So go to Spotify and search the Michael Mary Show. It's the best. Even better than a transistor radio or a hula hoop. TMOS on Spotify. I'm Tom Brokaw, and I'm old. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> hey. So they had that bit where it's the shitty Tom Brokaw impression. Nothing's funny, but they come back after that, and they're going, ha, ha. It's my least favorite thing in all of broadcasting is they, they do the, the cutaway bit and then they come back to people in the studio. This happens on Fox NFL all the fucking time. These <clears> chuckleheads <throat> are all sitting in there and they well, do the shitty bit. Because they all have bit. CTE, dude. They don't know what's going on. They have on. no idea what's going on. They do the shitty bit. Terry Bradshaw's skull is calcified, man. He doesn't they, know they what's going on. They cut back Terry Bradshaw, James Brown, Jimmy Johnson. They're like, ah! ah, 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 ah. It's, it's not funny. And if it was funny, you would have laughed at the joke at the time. That's not how laughter works. You don't laugh after the whole thing's done and then go, oh, it's done now? <laughs> it's fucking retarded. Well, I 100% agree with you, but I also want to make sure the uh, WATP listeners know how angry you look describing that. It's it's You look so mad. Well, okay. Let me, let me explain how terrible this show is. These are three guys. You got Big O from the Big O and Duke show, Oscar Santana. You got. Rock. I had no idea who the hell that was. Yeah, he's he's a big deal in Washington D.C. Apparently, you got. Uh, well, by the way, the very first show I think you ever did on WTP was the Big O and Duke show. I did. Yes, you you came over. We had Kevin on Skype, nah. and we reviewed the Big O and Duke show. Oh my God, that and, was that guy. Yeah. Well, he wasn't on it. It was just the the Chad Duke's guy 
who was like freaking out because everything was breaking and he couldn't get anything going. Well, it seems to me that your podcasting is flawed that if you pick the episode without Big O. Right! We picked the exact wrong episode to do because Big O is obviously hilarious. You can tell by jokes like this, this is... I would say typical of the type of humor that goes on on this show. See, um, but there's an anchor store, right? Every there's the uh, whether it's a, if it's a department well, in a shopping store, center. There's a, an anchor. So, store, but there's an yeah. anchor, I would say, business in this building, and it's what's on the first floor. Wouldn't what it is, be great if it was West Marine because they literally sell anchors? An anchor store. Well, that's retarded. This wow. is the level of comedy that we have at the very beginning of every show. They say, coming up on the Michael Barra show, and they play these little clips of jokes that are going to be on the show later on. Yes, they do. To highlight what's good, the hilarity that's about to ensue. This is from yesterday's show, February 1st. This is the very beginning of the show and how they start things off. Today on the Michael Barra show. What I loved about Arizona <laughs> is that... For whatever reason, and I kid you not, and they might have a lot of this in Florida, and I just don't realize it. So you maybe you can give us a window into that world, Mike. No, is, it's Casket Town down here. Uh, People just okay. Really jump in the so, hey, where you live? Yeah. Casket in oh. Arizona. <laughs> oh, I don't want to go through what I went through uh, back at Legoland when uh, when I got back from Legoland. I was like, uh, yeah. the brown so Legos. It been it been it been years since I dealt with the these brown blocks. These blocks don't fit together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it feels like you could be passing brown Legos. To be honest with you, and I did not have regular be- bread. I had uh, Hawaiian butter rolls. You know those Hawaiian oh, rolls. King's they sell? Hawaiian yeah. rolls. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 packaging. Yeah. you walk by them at the grocery store. You're like, no, that's too rich. No, you that's don't. You walk by and you say, those are fantastic. Yeah. Right. Aloha, then, uh, taste. All that and more. The Mike O'Mara Show starts. Now. So the big the big joke on there was uh, a poop joke about Legos, where they said, "Oh, the brown Legos that don't, don't stick together." together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and then right immediately, which after is absolutely that, wrong because they're easy to smush together. I would agree. And then immediately after that, they go into just the cheesiest radio sound effects. MikeOmeraShow.com. What more can we do for you? It's the Mike O'Mara Show. Remember, this is a podcast. And am, am I mistaken? Is that the same guy who did the voiceover for the Don and Mike It show? has to be. It's the same guy. Yeah, it sounds like it. I was looking up, uh, what was the guy, Buzz? Burbank. Buzz Burbank. Hell he yeah. He do the news, was the news guy. He quit. I looked he it up quit. on Wikipedia. Yeah, I was reading about that. He was on the Mike O'Mara Show for a while. He's, he's even older than these guys. Though, yeah. So it kind of makes sense. I don't know if he quit or just retired. Anyway, they talk about amusement park rides and they start riffing and if you want to know how to riff you know this is improv we're just going to get together we're going to chat we're going to come up with jokes on the fly this is how you do it ah all right good to know they're talking about my body is like and then they're comparing it to an amusement park ride and let the fun begin it's a weird ride to compare it to i mean a ferris wheel Treating your body like a Ferris wheel. Yeah, but that's like such a slow, gradual, boring. I mean, ride. how are you doing it? Oh, I mean, like a roller what coaster. What amusement park ride would you choose, Tony? <laughs> a roller coaster or the, the Tilt-A-Whirl. Teacups. Yeah, the Teacups. Tilt-A-Whirl. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> the Log Flume. You could <laughs> get him a doctor. That's it. We have our winner. If you're treating your body like a log flume. Yeah, I, right? I agree. What do you think? Do you agree, Santana? What's yes. she doing? No, what, All right, what is go. she All doing? Right. 
They need to medicate that guy. Can I tell you, that joke was so hilarious. It's the name of the episode is Log Flume. Ah. That's how funny that joke was. My, I treat my body like a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. We're at Delta World. Oh, yeah. Log Flume. These fucking assholes, man. I am uncomfortable at how angry you are right now. <laughs> it's it's disturbing. Yes, because, it is. Because Mike O'Mara, I, I remembered him as being a guy that I enjoyed listening to. And I go back and listen to this. I'm like, was I an asshole? I think so. I think yeah, I was, was the asshole. We had a problem. We definitely had a problem. Listen to this part where for no reason, Mike O'Mara just puts on this weird accent. And apparently that's supposed to be funny for some reason. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, because that's actually part of a bigger package that I have. Okay. But I do want to get into I played for you that intro at the beginning where they talked about Hawaiian bread. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's the big joke because they had to play that clip at the beginning to show you how funny this this episode is going to be. Here's how this plays out. I had uh, Hawaiian butter rolls. You oh. know those Hawaiian oh, rolls? King's they Hawaiian sell? rolls. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so you, yeah. you walk by them at the grocery store. You're like, no, that's too rich. No, you that's don't. Horrible. You walk by and you yeah, say, those are fantastic. Yeah. Right. Aloha then, uh, taste. So it's Hawaiian rolls where the guy goes, Aloha taste! Mm. Because that's hilarious. Yep. You know, that's a word that they would use in Hawaii. Sure. It is the the most, it is like the most basic level of comedy ever. It's just an associate, a loose association with no punchline or no actual humor to any of it. No, it's what we like to call here low hanging fruit. Uh, It's the low hanging fruit. And then not 30 seconds later. It's a little hanging pineapple, you know, because it's from Hawaii. I get it. That's good. All right, Vinny, your, your job here is done, buddy. You can take off. Thanks for coming over. We appreciate uh, you it. You still look so angry. Um, not 30 seconds later, this same asshole, I believe it's Rob Spiewak doing this. This same asshole comes up with a, another joke that is just hilarious. Publix Dolce de Leche. Uh, Dulce de Leche. Frozen yogurt. <laughs> what is it? Dulce de Leche. Dulce, do I say? Yeah, I say Dulce. I say caramel. Dulce. All right, we got a break. So he's trying to pronounce this type of frozen yogurt, mm-hmm. and he's not doing a great job of it. So Ross Spiewak goes, I say caramel. Yes, he does. And you know what that reminded me of? I, I say that. caramel. I like turtles. <laughs> what, is he a fucking retard? A little bit. I think this guy is retarded. He always, they always joked about how he had a very large head, if I recall. They're that all, was always the joke on him. Uh, yeah. Well, him and Mike O'Mara are both very large people. Sure. And then they take a break, and they get off topic, and then they come back to this frozen yogurt conversation again because it was so compelling. They got to bring that back. And for some reason, Mike O'Mara just starts talking with an accent out of nowhere that's not funny and makes zero sense. And so I take this stuff. And by, Oh, can I just say this also on a yes. sidebar? Um, <laughs> if you like ice creams... Public supermarkets, as far as an in-brand, uh, uh, what, what do you call the brand? The store brand. Make? Store brand. Store brand. As far as the store brand ice cream, the frozen yogurt, dulce, dulce. Dulce de leche, yes. Dulce de leche is just spectacular, but it's like all their other public ice <laughs> They're fantastic. They how's really how's the mouthfeel? Uh, mouthfeel's fabulous. And the- My ears hurt, though. <laughs> what was that? Um, I I actually have a guess as to what he was trying to do there. Please. Like a legit guess. Okay. If I recall back in the day, they were obsessed with that movie Fatso with Dom DeLuise. Is that what that I is? I think he was trying to do a Dom DeLuise from Fatso bit. Oh, I don't hear that at all. I thought it was Ray Romano. 
I thought I was like, Deborah! Oh, I gotta get the ice cream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh do I go to Publix? Oh. Or, or like Teddy from Boss Burgers, which you also <laughs> right. saw. Like, when yeah. you do that? Hey, listen, I gotta tell you. <laughs> One of the things that, like, he How was... How is that funny? That's not funny! It's not. One of the things he was known for, though, was doing imitations. Yes, And impressions of, of people. Yeah. Can I play the clips that I... The other clips that I pulled of course, here? that's why okay. I brought you here. Here we go. Uh, so, listen. <laughs> here's so the problem. Right here's the problem that we've already demonstrated here. All of his impressions are outdated or of people that nobody gives a flying fuck about. Yeah. Now... He got an email. This was part of the email thing that in the best of episode, okay? Uh, this was a listener-requested bit that he claimed. Okay, quick clip number 11 for me real fast. This may is what the I, bit is. May I Sexy. ask Charlie Warren to uh, please talk up Michael Blueblaze Blueblaze rendition of You and I. So the bit is a okay. listener asked him to do an imitation of I had to look up who Charlie Warren was. Who is Charlie Warren? He is a Saturday morning DJ in Manassas, Virginia. Oh, that Charlie Warren. Yes. Now I feel like an idiot, of course. Now, of course, everybody right. knows the great Charlie Warren. Right. And, and Mike's Charlie Warren is spot on. And let me tell you something. His yeah. improv on uh, making this a, just a great bit. Yeah. Is so terrible, oh. even he acknowledges <laughs> it. Even he has to acknowledge it. Okay. Uh, clip number 12. Charlie Warren Show Saturday morning, WML. How you doing? Charlie Warren. You seen the good bumper sticker yesterday? Mrs. Warren and I were out on the Beltway and uh, happened to catch one right before we get to the Silver Spring exit. Big blue letters. I masturbate. Michael Buble, WML. Yeah. Not tight enough. Oh, no. <laughs> that is accurate to Charlie Warren's style. And those two soldiers come and going, no, Mike, that was good. That's so pathetic. Okay. This is the best of episodes still? This is still the best of episodes. Jesus fucking so, Christ. Hold on. The sad thing is that it is the best of. Now, here's the thing. He can't let this bit die. He, yeah. he goes over and he does this one thing with the callback to his bumper sticker. Okay. Now, I'm going to give him the only credit I'm going to give him. Okay. He did want, he made one of these, another little Charlie Warren bit that made me smirk. Okay? I smirked. Okay. Rob Spiewak almost choked out his fucking tongue. Saturday morning, Charlie Warren, WMAL. How you doing? Sad day in the WMAL studios. Right after I get out of here today, we'll be uh, heading out to the Jackson Weaver funeral. So sorry. And thanks for your cards and letters. There's a little something from Michael Buble, WMAL. You smirked too. Yeah, it's getting better. <laughs> okay. It's getting better. He goes, so... Not not just letting it go, like, maybe you got so, a little something, which I have to laugh. Like, the guy doing, like, I'm headed to the funeral home after this <laughs> yeah, on the radio would make me laugh right. if I heard it on the radio. Yeah. The following Or I'm going to the halfway house and I'm a big fan of your show. Right. Yeah. We're going to be doing an autograph signing at the, <laughs> the halfway house. Uh, so 14 was his final. Now, the rule of threes is a big thing in comedy. Sure. People, sometimes you don't have to go all the way. But Mike felt like going to number three. And I'm going to say it right now. Rob Spiewak, I hope he's paying him very well because this guy is a soldier. Yeah. He is out there defending and laughing at every fucking stupid, unfunny thing that comes out of his mouth. This, to me, was an attempt at a humor that was so ungoddamn funny, I didn't even know what to think of this. So... Go ahead. But wait a second. So you're setting this up as if Rob Spiewak fake laughs at it, but I bet the Rob Spiewak says... Hey, Mike, you could do better. Let's let's hit that okay, one again. I challenge you to identify the punchline in this. Okay. Go ahead. I don't know why, but now I'm addicted. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's right. The number one voice in Washington. Charlie Warren, Saturday morning, WMAL. Have you got a curio or an end table you might not want to uh, 
keep around the house, want to put it in the garage or put it up for sale, how about Tradio at WMAL? That'll be coming up 15 minutes from now. I'm Charlie Warren, FML WMAL. Are they laughing because of the song that came on? I don't know. What was funny about that? I don't know. You can buy and sell things on Tradio. I told you to identify the punchline. And they just lost their shit. Again. You know what's really sad about this? Is that they introduce... In this episode I listened to where uh, Oscar doesn't show up. They introduce this segment where Michael Mara records his son. You mentioned he has like a five-year-old son. He records his son, which is always comedy gold. I got to be honest with you, Mike. You might want to hide some of that evidence. This is the craziest thing. They actually identify that there are such things as hack bits in radio. So this is... Uh, this, this is our is newest few... edition of Moments with Michael. This is... Don't call it that. Now you make the moments with that. That is so hack jive. Don't do that. All right. All right. Really. We, we, there, All right. This this segment has no name. Did he say hack jive? It's so hack jive. Michael Mara says, "I'm going to play this clip. I, I was recording my son earlier today, and Ross Pierre is like, hey, it's moments with Michael.' And, and Michael Mara says, "Oh, that's kind of hack. You think? You think Mike? You think that's a little bit fucking hack?" Because, you know, the name is the problem, Mike. Yeah, that's the problem with the segment is that he called it Moments with Michael. Not that we have to listen to some fucking five-year-old now talking. To f- Who would want to listen to this shit? This is... Now, uh, son, I'm going to have you on the show, but I'm going to need you $7 a month. It's this, coming out of your allowance. This uh. is a clip where Mike's wife tells his son that Mike, his father, ate his key lime pie and Rob erupts with laughter. Well, it's a very sweet, loving moment with my son. And then... Uh, my wife comes in and informs him that I ate some of his key lime pie. And he has. I, I haven't laughed that hard at anything in my life. Nope. That guy, Robin Quivers, needs to call Rob Spielberg yeah, and, and figure- take lessons. <laughs> because How do I cheerlead even more? I got to talk to Rob Spielberg about yeah. that. All right. So, so wow. now, now we get into the segment where. Mike decides to start playing these bits with his son, and this is just torturous. Uh, my son, a few moments with Michael, as Rob called. No, no, no. The Darth Vader dun, march. Dun, 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 Level okay? Dun, yeah, sounds great. Dun, dun, Way to go. That's pretty good. How you doing this morning? Good. Did you hear Rob's be like, yeah, Darth Vader march! He's like clapping. Yeah! You're the best boss I've ever had, boss! I gotta say... Boss, your son's hilarious, boss! To go back and use a 90s reference that Michael Mara would get, Rob Spiewak has the credibility of Millie Vanilli. Like, he's just... No one's buying this. No one! This shtick. So now we go on to listen to Kid Nonsense. And for some reason, (laughs) this is part of their show. That's what he should have named the kid. (laughs) (laughs) You heard of Kid Rock opening up his Kid Nonsense. And I understand. They're putting out 80 minutes a day. And they live boring lives as 60-year-old men. There isn't a lot to talk about. But is this really what these people are Do you think he had this kid so that he could try to stay current and relevant with the new generation? Uh, Do you think it was a marketing move? I think. It's possible. It's very possible. I think he had this kid because he married a chick who's way out of his league who wanted a kid. Yeah. Would be my guess. Okay. I don't think he has a lot of say. It'll keep me young. I don't think he's a lot of say <laughs> in that relationship. Uh, hey, honey, I'm going to pull out. Don't pull out. I mean, no, it's fine. 
<laughs> Here we go. This is when he's and Rob he gets all motivated. Don't, don't pull out! <laughs> don't pull out! <laughs> There's special like rock in it that you pour water into, and you wait until it stops fizzling, and then when it stops fizzling, it will reveal the treasure. And then you have to put the bones in the nice clean water, and then dry it and try to get all the dirt off and then you put the weapon in his hand and then there he is well that's a wonderful wonderful story think about it would this be interesting to you would you listen to this it's boring as shit that's bonnie mcfarland making a little bit of sense there yeah yeah this is not something that people want to listen to a five-year-old spouting off about the toy that they play with. And if anyone knows what listening to absolutely boring hack stuff is like. It's Bonnie. It's Bonnie. Bonnie's been through it. She's been through the ringer. This is the last clip I'm going to play of Michael O'Mara, Mike's son. Kid Nonsense, a.k.a. Kid, kid Nonsense. <laughs> they start singing The Nutcracker. And listen to this clip because... Mike even embarrasses himself. You had that clip earlier where yeah. he catches himself and he goes, ah, oh, that, that, was, that wasn't tight. Listen to him, listening back to what he recorded, going, oh, I wish I would have shut the fuck up. How does it go again? Uh, it goes, Now he wants to do the Nutcracker, but I got the wrong song. Is that the one? Do you remember what we did? Oh, here we go. I can't fucking take it. What are we listening to here? Even he says, why am I still singing with my son? Why are you playing this clip? And did you notice that, like, Spielberg got mad that he was still singing? He's like, quiet, daddy. Like, what is it, fucking tissue time, Rob? What no, I doing? think that was Mike O'Mara. I thought that was, I oh, thought that was Rob right. going. Maybe that was Rob. That he was wanted Rob to hear was... his son so badly. Yeah. Uncle Rob wants to hear the, the boy sing. Such can great you, pipes. I got an idea, Mike. Could you teach the kid a fucking song maybe with some lyrics? Oh, fuck, dude. I don't understand this thing. This guy's a radio veteran. He's a radio pro. And he thinks that's interesting to listen Actually, to? Actually, I believe former radio pro would be that's, the... That's true. All right, let me get into this thing. When The the episode that I listened to, there was a guy on, on Twitter who turned me on to this. Oh, not just a guy. It was actually Dumb Guzzler who uh, sent me this episode... They're all concerned because Oscar is not there. And this is the, the setup to Oscar is late to the show. So hilarity ensues. What's the best way to get somebody to go down to his house and call us on the, on the show? Tony? I think we could uh, either send an intern or myself down there. I think let's send Pony because yeah. <laughs> because All the right, intern. Pony, get out of here. Go down and, sure. and check on him. He's never met the intern. <laughs> and I don't know if it would be okay if, if our new be, intern uh, just. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a problem, you know. I didn't edit that. That's how the show sounds. What were the guns for? I don't know. And pew, pew. yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. So the, the premise is. We texted Oscar yesterday. He never responded. He's not here. What's going on with this guy? We're going to send someone to his home to figure out what's going on. 
Later on in the show, after we do all this nonsense with the kid and the fucking singing Nutcracker and all that bullshit. Well, you know, they left you on the cliffhanger. Yes. So they come back and there's a lot of concern <clears throat> about Oscar. Is he all right? And Rob Spiewak, has, he's been doing radio for decades. Sure. He's got that, that chemistry. He knows how to take a situation and bring it to the next level and not derail it at all with some nonsense. I'm uh, getting mildly freaked out about this and not be not about the show but about the uh, the human being what the is going i know on? i really, know this is this is weird weird stuff let's call pony on your speaker okay. right now you so we it. can get an update as to what's going on absolutely while i uh, doing it we we're talking about i've known you for a long time have you ever written in cursive <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that that's r- michael bear is saying listen i'm not mad that he's not here i'm concerned he's not been answering Calls, texts. We got to figure out what's going on. Yeah, 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 we do. By the way, you ever write in cursive? Look, that's wacky, right? You ever see cursive? That's that's insane. Do you know what Mike's really annoyed at? He's like, if Oscar was here, my, my moments with Michael bit would have gone over. Yes. Oscar would have sold it. I think you're right. Russ Biwak is a fucking hack. Holy shit. So now, finally, Oscar wakes up or whatever happens, and uh, Mike finally gets to talk to Oscar and voice this genuine concern he had about him being absent but but no we this is let me tell you if you go back and i urge you to listen to the first half hour of the show yes and you're not going to hear anything other than true genuine concern of friends so much so that we we sent pony down to your house because like did had something happened so true genuine concern let me just remind everybody what that true genuine concern was that they had at the beginning of the show when oscar wasn't there absolutely while uh, doing it uh, we we're talking about i've known you for a long time have you ever written in cursive <laughs> genuine concern for their friend who's not there well so, for the ransom note that i left for oscar i did write in cursive to throw the cops off they, they, what the uh, fuck is he talking about why is that even the, why is cursive involved i don't know because they're old men who have nothing talk about they have nothing to talk about they're not interesting people who live interesting lives this is so they 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 determined that they can't email this guy they can't call him they can't text him to get the communication across so what are they gonna do this is hilarious i don't know what do we send carrier pigeon is that what we're (laughs) supposed to do some sort of bird yeah all right what do we send carrier pigeon (laughs) some sort of bird yeah, let's send Blue Jays or a Cardinal. What do you mean some sort of... You're not tagging the joke with that, Dobby. That's not... Oh, God, that's just... That's so not funny. adding to the joke. Oh, These guys are God. fucking hacks. Oh. All right. I'm trying to be as hack as... Um... All right, here is a uh, pre-recorded... It's hard to be that hack. It's, it's really hard. hard. It's hard. This is a super corny pre-recorded bit. I'm going to point out all of the terrible jokes, but first listen to them. This is, by the way, a promotion for... You can buy shit on their website. Do you have holes in your colon? Yes. Did you miss the Florida theme parks with your niece and nephew over the holidays? Did your idea for a mustache not go as planned? There's now a cure to beat the winter blues, and it's called Retail Therapy. Hi there. I'm not a doctor, but I am playing one on this promo. My prescription is to treat yourself through the TMOS Shopping Center. Now stocked with three great retailers to shop through. Mm. I fucking hate this 
radio shit where they just like, we'll just throw reverb on his voice here, and then we'll put a music bed in, and then this will have a delay effect on it. Like, why? We have some real high production on our podcast. Yeah, great. So- sounds amazing. So here are the, the great jokes. Do you have holes in your colon? Okay. Did you miss the Florida theme parks over the holidays? Did your plan for a mustache not go as planned? What does that fucking mean? What does it that possibly you, it mean? mean? It means you grew a bad mustache and it didn't go the way you wanted. Oh, oh, I get it now. It's self-explanatory, Carl. And then, I'm not a doctor, but I'm playing one on this promo. That's a good one. I've never heard that's it a good before. One. That was a good one. Jesus fucking Christ. He's just pretending to be one. So that's why the advice was so ridiculous. Is that why? Yeah. All right. And then they have the gall to say that they're over-serving their listeners at this point. You know, that's we true, value though. our customers as much as anybody. I love oh, yeah. our listeners. Of course. And we, we over-serve them. And that's probably why, with this tiny little enterprise, we have been able to survive it. Because we do value the people mm-hmm. that consume our product. And it, and it's and it hasn't always this, been that way. I mean, yeah. back in the terrestrial radio days, there wasn't any of that. I'm confused. <sighs> You are thankful for the listeners now because you don't deserve any. <laughs> That's a good point. That's why you're thankful for them now. Holy you were not shit. thankful for them then because you were just on syndicated radio and it didn't matter. <laughs> and you didn't have to try as hard. And now that you're on this fucking shitty podcast thing and you are, as you say, over-serving your podcast uh, clientele and charging them I know. What to listen they mean to the same garbage. We're, we're putting out shitty podcasts that only costs $7 a month. We're doing you guys a favor. Plus, they have libraries. They have all these sponsors on there. They have the, the, the mattress where you put a fucking number in and then you sleep better for some reason. You have oh. all this shit going on. I, I didn't understand that, uh, that take at all. We I, didn't always care about the listeners. Like, What? <laughs> Um, at, at some point, Mike O'Mara, because they don't have a lot going on in their lives, he wants to talk about going out to dinner with these new friends that him and his wife have. Sit down with people that you've not met before and you haven't socialized with who are interesting and they are interested in you. You know what and they say, the, Mike? They say this. That? Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, the other gold. All right. All right. Thank you. What do you mean? None! This is what I call old guy talk. The guy says, it was great. We went out to dinner with these new people. They were interesting. They were interested in what I had to say. This is what Michael Mayer is all excited about. They're really, really Finally, someone interested yeah. isn't Rob. They're excited about what I had to say. And then fucking Rob Spear with that dynamite fucking drop in. Can I tell you that Rob was probably sitting there very angry. He's like, what do you mean you're making new friends? Yeah, well, I wasn't I invited to dinner. What's going on? So finally... At the end of the show, he gets back to this dinner he had with his friends, and he has possibly the worst anecdote I ever heard. This is him talking about how funny he was. Because apparently this this dinner date went very well. Oh, Jesus because Christ. Because he was a card, and everyone was just laughing their asses off at what he had to say. I was doing it by Charlie Warren. And yeah. <laughs> you, you guys should have heard I was doing this fake talk-up to a Michael Buble song. Do you guys know what radio is? <laughs> Last night at dinner with this wonderful couple that we were having dinner with, the funniest moment that I had was uh, we were showing her, uh, this gentleman's wife, a picture of my son, and she was looking, she's fascinated, she was a uh, school teacher, uh-huh. so she was fascinated with looking at him and looking at Carla and me, and she says, oh, she's got, he's got your brow, 
and uh, he uh, he's he's got your cheekbones as well. And uh, let me see your ear. <laughs> let's let me see your ears. And Carla oh. pulls back her hair to show her beautiful little ear, and she says, "Oh, he's got your ears." I said, "Oh, you win the police sketch artist award, <laughs> don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> I love how he thinks his wife is like Betho. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a supermodel. She's just out of your league. There's They're a difference. just lovely ears. Did you hear that anecdote? He you stopped the everything they were talking about and said, I got to tell you about this, this thing that happened at dinner the other night. So I had this hilarious joke. He has to set it up. That setup is fucking ridiculous. And well, for, what eyes you have, little boy. What the fuck are you doing? For nothing. And I, all I could think of was this. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. That's how I feel about Michael Mara and his fucking anecdotes. Interesting fact. Going that, to dinner. That's actually a clip from Steve Martin's masterclass on comedy. <laughs> I believe it. $250, they just play that for you. I believe it. It's it's good advice. They have this other hack bit where they're talking about going to the barber. And this is a, a topic of conversation between Ross Spivak, who's bald, and Mike O'Mara, who has a third of his hair at this point. So they have this whole conversation. And then for some reason, and I don't know what's going on here, you hear a door opening sound effect. And Michael Mara is now a, a woman or a girl. Oh, that's what he always does whenever he changes voices into a oh, character. Oh, okay. So this is this is a thing. This is this is. Shtick, I don't remember baby. this. Okay, this, this is shtick. This is a hilarious shtick. Julia babysits for her daughter, so a lot of it's done by trade. Which actually, what did you say? Early. What did you say her name was again? Uh, Jennifer. Oh. Well, hello. Oh, <laughs> <wrong> <laughs> hey, Jen. What do you got? Like the laryngitis? Hi, Rob. Hi, Jennifer. How are how you? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I just thought I'd come in now that I'm coming back who on does, the show. Who does your hair? I do it myself. Really? Floby! <laughs> <laughs> okay. A fucking Floby joke. A fucking uh, Floby joke. Does it surprise you? There was a two-minute Tom Brokaw invitation right. in the front of the stake. Oh, where is it? This show we got Tom Brokaw. We're talking about Floby. What the fuck is going on? What are you going to rip on uh, Chia Pets next? I love, how, I love how his imitation of the babysitter sounds like a malfunctioning android. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's putting his voice through a voice processing unit that's not working. He dialed it wrong or something and went all to the bass and low end. So he's not even doing an impression. Honestly, that door thing is the equivalent of like uh, when Kevin Pollock would like turn around and slick oh, his hair back Jesus before he Christ. did Jay <laughs> That's a good call. That's what it is. That's a good call. So now you hear the amazing chemistry between Rob and Mike because he's pretending to be this Jennifer woman and Rob's going to set him up for hilarity. And just Rob's setup cracks Rob up because he's like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. You, uh, I know you cut your own hair. Do you do any other of your own personal grooming? <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Like, Rob? I mean, like, have you ever taken a pedicure? Or do you do your own toenails? Oof. Rob thought he was going to set this whole thing up. What other type of personal grooming are you doing? Well, you know, I shave my pussy, Rob. Yeah, is that what he wanted? Like, I plucked the hairs out of my asshole. <laughs> my asshole's cleaner than a whistle. <laughs> my asshole's cleaner than a. Right, That's good radio. Setting, That's thanks for radio. setting me up for that. I felt like I was in a time machine. <laughs> so I mentioned that they do live reads. They have sponsors on their show. 
This is a uh, a diet app. Brought to you by Noom, it's not too late to kick off your year. Meet your goals with Noom. You see, with Noom, you don't diet. You learn to recognize and change the habits that block your success. Don't diet, learn. Learn. Build new, better habits for a new, better you. And the weight stays off. If I wanted to lose weight, I'd listen to Oprah before I'd listen to Mike O'Mara. This is a fat fucking guy. I mean... He's a fat fuck all of his life, and he's telling me about a dieting app? Are you kidding me? And him and Rob both, like... I believe that you should, you know, only have the, you know, sponsorships of things you know. That's like with my show. We've got like a beer company. You got a three heads. Yeah. I got Iron Soak whiskey. Right. This makes sense. Right. And these, I don't have fucking Weight Watchers. <laughs> That'd okay. be amazing if you did. Listen, guys, it's really this new point system that uh, I can't even really is working for me. It's always fun to have a sound effect all queued up to tell a story. So Mike O'Mara wants to talk about breaking his iPhone. And he's got this hilarious sound effect ready to go. And when I did that, I extended the footrest on the chair. And when I did that, this is the sound that uh, that I heard. <laughs> and that's when I knew I was in trouble. And then it all began. <laughs> if I hear that motherfucker laugh one more time, I'm going to hold you responsible for it. I just want you to know that. Because that fucking laugh is actually just got under my skin at the end of that. If I am able to get this podcast up, please call the police. Vinny is not kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to hear this laugh again, my friend. I All apologize. Right. I mean, oh, my God. And it was this noise. Oh, how cheesy is that? Who's laughing at that? Rob. Rob. The answer is Rob. So that segues into I got to go to the Genius Bar at Apple to get my phone fixed. And you know who's hanging out at the Genius Bar? Rob. He just happened to be there because he's everywhere. Where I, every time, everywhere I go, I turn around and there's Rob Catherine. No, it's blue hairs who don't get technology. You mean your Vince? fucking listeners? This is hilarious because they all are on different conversations because they can't wait to riff on this Genius Bar setup. It is the blue hair land of the confused <laughs> where all these people, because they're not in there getting got things got a nice fixed, one, but, too, down there. I've been to it. It's a nice one, yeah. but they uh, the questions, you know, and uh, maybe you know what I wasn't going to talk How do about I this talk coming to my grandson on Facebook. And you know they really shouldn't yes, call it a bar because exactly, yeah. there's almost no alcohol there. Can I call that, no, Timmy that and better, Tommy yeah. at the same time? <laughs> I can. I'm going if, for, and they go in for classes. Tommy doesn't answer, but Timmy does. I remember. So, I've seen the class. They're like, and some of them they sit on like those yoga balls for for iPhone class. Right. <laughs> Right, they're all they're all downhill here. Sure, now. they're they're all down here, and uh, what is going on here? The fuck is going on? Comedy needs layers, apparently. <laughs> this guy's ripping on yoga balls. This guy's saying it's all blue hairs, and they're all laughing at their own jokes. Right under the bus, you're gonna go. You sit on a yoga ball, motherfucker. Nobody's listening to anyone else on this show. They're all just talking and laughing at themselves. <sighs> Holy shit. But it does get funny after that because I'm not even sure which asshole this is, but one of them tries to do a Midwestern accent, which just kills. I was watching Fargo the other night. Uh-huh. That, that's a little too over the top. Yeah. This is more of the subtle Midwestern accent that we all love. Um, you also don't I, speak with a flat Midwestern A. When did you get back? <laughs> when did you get back? It's 53 degrees video zero. You get back, you get back, you get back. You know. Isn't that like more Baltimore? Yeah. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> it's definitely not a Midwestern accent. Yeah, no, it is There's not. There's no one who talks like that. Nope. 
No one's relating to that joke. No one understands what the fuck you're talking about. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's terrible. And the saddest thing about this show is that they're not funny when the show is recording. So if someone says something funny before they start recording, they have to talk about it. And I'm going to go ahead and say that I didn't even think that this was funny. But the thing that was funny was uh, you did have a funny in the opening before the show started, which was, what what was it, teamwork? to Oh, teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's funny because it rhymes. This dude is fucking corny. What are they talking about? Rhymes are funny. This show is terrible. Really bad. It's really fucking bad. It's not good at all. And you know... I was I was thinking earlier. <laughs> the show's so bad. Like Don and Mike, like like we said, the question was how bad was radio in the nineties? Yeah. Probably pretty bad, but at least I can I think, think back bad. to it fondly. Like this makes me like The Force Awakens, Carl. This really does. <laughs> this is like Oh man. This I, is a worse reboot than anything I could think I of. If I had to spend time and waste time on something, I'd rather watch Well, Force Awakens is is Probably better than uh, what was what was the fucking first movie that episode one? Phantom Menace. I'll take Michael Mara show. Michael <laughs> Mara over Phantom Menace. Uh, this is an example of really poor listening that's going on on the show. They're not even listening to each other, or it's bad comprehension. Listen to this story. It's very simple. He tells a quick story. Go back to bed. That's one, one of the thing. well, but if you have to do a whole day's go, I no, remember no, my no. senior year of high school. One of the first times I pulled an all nighter. My first period class was physics. And our experiment the day after my first all-nighter was counting the swings of a pendulum. Literally what you would go to a hypnotist to make you go to sleep. (laughs) So he says, I pulled an all-nighter. I had to go to my physics class and watch a pendulum swing. Yeah. Listen to the follow-up questions here. Everything was addressed in that story. Yes. And I had to sit there and do that. It was murder. Mm, mm, so, yeah. Wow. What Not, was the class? Physics. Because it was a. Uh, physics. Yeah. Oh, God. I'd never take it. You were smarter than I well, was. Well, I had. Was it was a, required. Ooh, physics was, re- was required at VCU? No, no. This was a high school. He said both of those things. It was my first period class in high school, and it was physics. He goes, wait a second, which class was this? I'm sorry, I'm trying to unglue my eyes from the rolling, <laughs> they rolled into the back of my head. So the fact that he brought up physics, what I love about these guys, they can turn anything into comedy gold. They continue to talk about physics, and they just start rolling. This is hilarious. Gravity, as you know, accelerates 9.8 meters per second per second. But what do you mean, as I know, I don't know that. Most, don't know but that's just that's that. a that's a statistic in, in physics. But it's in a given, everybody knows that. In idiot physics, they say we're just going to let gravity equal ten, not round nine point eight. Round up. Yeah, they round it up because they said because you know then the multiplication's easier. I would have been grateful for that. I would have been grateful. Nine point eight. Let it, it equal ten, and that's why you know that's why we landed on the moon first because you know we just let gravity equal ten. <laughs> I like to see him balance a checkbook. <laughs> just see, there's decimal points in it. Yeah, 9.8. Who could possibly figure that out? Anyone? Do you have a phone in your pocket? It's not difficult. Oh, no shit. wonder you couldn't keep that restaurant open, Mike. And why is that so fucking funny? There's someone losing their shit in the background. Because it's it's. we ask this question over and over again. Why is it funny? It's funny because... Of the fact that in radio, 
It's a rule. It's they a rule. are obligated to do this because they are married to a format that is dead. And for the love of God, I'm glad it's dead. And thankfully, most of the listeners are too. Oh. There's a few that are still hanging on. That one guy is only 57. He's like a young. He's a young buck. He's like, <laughs> I barely get that top Brokaw reference. I get it, but I barely get it. See, he's got to get these guys like hooked into the subscription before their social security starts. <laughs> This is, um, again, they go into these breaks that make zero sense because there are no breaks. And it's very important, Vinny, in this format, as you talk about, you want to go out with a big laugh. You want to get everybody laughing. Oh, my God. And yeah. so it sucked. It yeah. sucked. And now I'm in a real depression after talking Oh, no. How, oh, how's no. your son? How's the early aptitude? Math. Uh, you know, it, 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 ask his mother. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's the Michael Mara Show. You can listen to the Michael Mara Show www.michaelmarashow.com. We're not standing entertainment program. It's the Michael Mara Show. Oh, we get it. It's the Michael Mara Show. So the guy goes, "How's your son doing at math?" Ask his mom. <laughs> so you don't even pay attention? <laughs> That's hilarious. Meanwhile, at home, the kids try to do math problems, and he's just going. Oh, we got to move on. It's we, so we bad. You can't keep listening to this. I'm getting angry. So I'm going to tell you something. You yeah. listened to two full episodes. I did. I listened to the half of one, and I was out. So you, sir, are a trooper. I am. I don't think people realize what you do my to yourself. Commitment to the bit. This is a joke about uh, funeral potatoes, and I don't even remember. Listen, so I write notes for myself, Vinny. So that when, you know, you've seen this, you know, when, when I go through oh, here, sure. I have all my numbers and I have like things I want to talk about. This just says, number 33, funeral potatoes. And I look over my board and it's called funeral potatoes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have no idea why I clipped this. It probably won't be interesting at all. I'll just take it out and post. Let's give it a shot. They have actually, and you can see it uh, in packaging for the Midwest, it's called funeral potatoes because it is so commonly <laughs> brought. I'm oh like, when someone dies, this you is mean a they great- say that? It's on the package. Yeah. Funeral potatoes. Well, I don't think it's because they're, they're served at funerals. I think it's because if you eat enough of them, you will be having your own funeral <laughs> in a very in a very Aww. short period of time. Aww. Wow. That's good. That's Dad, a good one. Who would have saw that coming? They'll be dead if you eat too many potatoes. Yeah, oh, you know why they call it that. Uh, uh, I, leave it to O'Mara to know potatoes. Fucking O'Mara. Is Don Geronimo doing anything these days? Can we listen to his show? I don't know. He's probably still mourning. His wife was killed in a car crash. Yeah, bad driver. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> The show's the show died right after. Yeah. But nobody told Mike. <laughs> right. Nobody told Rob or Mike that this this is done. We, we're all moving on. Buzz was like, I picture Buzz Burbank when he quit, like William Shatner, that Saturday Night Live thing where he's just yeah. yelling at the Star Trek fans. <laughs> My God, man, get a life. <laughs> B- Buzz. It was a show <laughs> ten years ago. Move on. Buzz Burbank was the true professional. On the show, and he probably just got sick of everybody with this hack laughter going on nonstop. Could you imagine that being your living? No. How could you look your children in the eyes? Ugh. Like, to look at your kids and go, I make a good living. I work hard. I cackle at everything that fat guy says. Has he ever said anything funny? No, not yet, but I'm waiting. Here, watch it this. Might happen. Watch this, son. I'll show you. Like, can you imagine to, like, take your daddy to work day? And he's like, there with his class. And he's, he's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> what he do says, you do for a living? Ah! <laughs> but I also do. <laughs> no, you know, he's just like, all right, you guys want to see what I do? Someone say funeral potatoes. <laughs> just. <laughs> Here's the last thing I'm going to play from this show. They watch a video, which is always good for a podcast. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? What, people watching a video? It, it's really not. It's a, it's an audio medium, Carl. They watch this video, and it's from China, and I went and watched the video. This kid has sparklers in his hands, and he's holding them over like a manhole, and there's enough gas that's built up in this manhole that it explodes. Okay. And this kid runs away just in time. But he's on the sidewalk, like in front of a storefront. Okay, so uh, that's great that you could describe it, but what does it sound like, Carl? Oh, what yeah. does it sound like? Well, not only does the video sound like nothing, you have no idea what's going on, but wait until the joke that comes out at the end of this. But anyway, right. here's the Absolutely. little boy, okay? <laughs> so that store was an inconvenience store. I think that was the same sound effect from the iPhone break-in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible joke. He obviously wrote that down. He had it ready to go. Yes, he did. That this was... kid wasn't even in a store. He was on the side. I watched the video. That's an inconvenience store. That's an inconvenience store. Sure. First of all, it's not called a convenience store. Not in, not in China. <sighs> Fucking A. Rob. Oh, Rob. So bad. So bad. All right. Well, Vinny, that that was uh, that was terrible. That was terrible. Can I give you uh, one, my final clip to yes. close this out on? It was yeah, a summation. Yeah, There's yeah, just yeah. one more from Oscar. He summed up this show perfectly in one sentence, and it not only sums up the show, but it also explains what's wrong with it. No oh, good. There are times where I feel like we're do, just doing the show for us. I know. And, but no, I know, but that's. I think that's yeah. when it's the absolute best. Ooh. Oh. Not good. It subs it up and tells you exactly what's wrong with it. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's spot on. Maybe Oscar is worthwhile. Uh, we have a lot of other things to talk about here, Vinny. We have, of course, our buddy Opie. Tells the Opster. We got some new voicemails to get to. But before we do that, I want to tell you about a sponsor to our show, DeepDiscount.com. They make it all happen for us, Deep Discount. It's a great website where you'll find thousands of movies and TV shows at incredible prices. And Vinny, I'm excited to say that we now have a promo code where you can get an additional 15% off your purchase in the month of February if you use our promo code, which is WATP15. Use that promo code. You'll get an additional 15% off their already low, deep discounted prices. Thousands of titles on sale at your fingertips. And yeah, I know what you're thinking. I like to stream movies. If I want to watch a TV show, I'll just stream it. Well, then you're worrying about rendering and bandwidth. There's editing, maybe commercials you have to sit through. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Own your obsession. Buy the DVD, the Blu-ray, the 4K Ultra DVD, own it, and then you don't have to fucking worry about that shit. They have, um, right now, they have a special that's going on, which is TV, comedy, variety, and family sale, up to 50% off 
TV favorites that include titles like Reno 911, South Park, Ren and Stimpy, all the things that we love here. Beverly all right, Hillbillies. they sold me a Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah, see, I knew I'd win you over. Um, but they don't just have the old titles. They also have brand new releases. And coming out next week is Bohemian Rhapsody. You can pick that up on Blu-ray and own it. I actually went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody in the theater. Have you seen this movie yet? Nope. Have any, any interest in it? Nope. So Bohemian Rhapsody is about this band called Queen. Heard of them. And uh, this this guy who plays Freddie Mercury uh-huh. does a very good job. I've heard he won awards. He's, he's winning awards currently. Probably yeah. more to come. Great. Very convincing. Not an easy role to play. I will tell you, the movie is worth it for the live concert footage scenes. When they're playing Live Aid or they're playing in Montreal. I don't know how they do it, but it looks like it's those guys playing in Queen. Well, then, Carl, I guess I will be going to deepdiscount.com to get my very own copy that I can own for myself. That's exactly right. I knew you'd figure it out, Vinny. Deepdiscount.com. You can go to whoarethesepodcast.com, click the link so they know that we sent you, or better yet, when you purchase, use the promo code WATP15. And like we always say, thank you, Deep Discount. Like we always say... Thank Thank you, you, Deep Discount. Discount. You got it. Sweet. All right, moving on. I want to talk about there was a a listener who shot me a note reminding me about how Opie and Anthony used to talk about Scorch. (laughs) Did we forget? (laughs) Oh, no. I I will never forget this. I love the Scorch. Honestly, Scorch is a less successful Michael Barra. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's get into it. Opie Radio. The Opie Radio Podcast. There are people who don't know anything about Opie except for from our show. There are a lot of people who say, oh, I, I don't know who this Opie guy is. I never heard about him, but I hate him now listening to your show. And I think what... People and you've done them a disservice, Carl. Why is that? Because Opie's a great guy. You introduced them to him? Oh, all right. So You're just always crapping on the Opie. That's a good point. Full full disclosure, uh, Vinny's a good buddy of uh, Greg Hughes. Oh, his best friend. Those guys are besties. Did you yeah. did you hang with him at all when he no. was a recently? No. Weez didn't call no. you up to, uh, to go hang with those guys? No. He nope. wasn't on your podcast? He wasn't no. on Comedy at the Carlson no, cast? No, I wonder if it has anything to do with this show. Didn't have him on? I wonder. I wonder about if that. If my last appearance is on this show. I will tell you that people think that we're the assholes, that we're the bullies making fun of Opie. They don't realize that Opie invented this shit. Opie uh, is really, should have, if this was a television show, he would have a created by credit at yes, the end of it. This is true. We'd have to give him credit for you this. You would have to. We'd have yes. to. Otherwise, it'd be disingenuous. Yes. This is the old Opie and Anthony show. So you got Jim Norton, Anthony Cumia, Greg Hughes. They're watching this Scorch PFG TV video, and they're doing the old Jacktober treatment to it. And it's hilarious because they're making fun of the fact that Scorch is broadcasting from a pub. Oh, no. Jessica introduces what's coming up tonight on PFG TV. Oh, no. Live from the PFG's television center at Michael's Pub in Tingsboro. (laughs) Wow. Television center at Michael's Pub in Tingsboro? (laughs) (laughs) 
What are you doing? <laughs> Wherever he goes, he says, what happened was, it's like a restaurant pub. <laughs> yeah. So they're ripping on this guy oh, because no, he's no. doing his show from a restaurant. No. Who would do something like that? And uh, this week, I find myself in the neighborhood, the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Oh. I'm on 72nd Street at one of my favorite beer joints. It's called Gephardt's. And uh, I got the owner uh, of Gephardt's in front of me, Matt. Hello. Uh, I love your joint, brother. Thank you. It's so funny. This was- Matt, I love your joint, brother. You're going to pick up this tab, right, man? Uh, we just plugged your place pretty nice <laughs> uh, on the show. 2011, they're ripping on Scorch because Scorch was a, a disc jockey. He was in Syracuse. I think that Opie Anthony worked with him in Boston. Not even 10 years. Not, Not even, even 10 a decade. years has gone by and Opie has become Scorch. Uh, and all the things he used to make fun of him for. It's so amazing. And I love this comment that Opie makes while they're watching Scorch suck at broadcasting. Oh, man. Welcome yeah, to Scorch's PFG TV to all of the viewers in the whole PFG TV network. See, we can't even say this station or this station anymore because we're... I love that he has no <laughs> idea that this is not working. He he's not faking this. this. No, in his not. mind, he is as big as fucking Conan O'Brien it's and fucking happening. and Leto and the rest of them. And he's like, look, this is too big for me to even name right. the affiliates anymore. Opie loves it. He has no idea this isn't working. Hey, Joe Rogan! What's up, man? You gonna come on my podcast? How come you're not on my podcast, Joe? It's weird that someone would have no idea this isn't working. My heart. And not be aware of what's going on. My heart hurts. And I just want to say, for the people who think that I'm the asshole... Opie used to sick his listeners on other people. That is Something very true. I have never done. I've never encouraged people to go after podcasts we review. We don't even tag them in tweets. We're, this is just a, a quick roast, and then we move on. But listen to what Opie says for Scorch, who's doing these live appearances. God, we got to know when he does oh, these tapings, shit. so maybe some of our listeners can Tuesday. check it out. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Oh. At where? They have, they have a- Mike's bar. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, Vinny. Thank <laughs> you. You're yeah, welcome. we got we to figure this out so maybe some of our listeners can go check it out. He's doing the, yeah, hey, let's uh, let's get some of our listeners yeah. down there. Yeah. Because he, he knows what that's going to do to well, him. They weaponized their fan base. <laughs> they sure did. In a way that no other radio show did. Howard wished he could do yeah. it to the level. Like, Howard's fans were, like, reasonable compared to Opie and Anthony's. One of the best things about Jacktober was they would start making fun of a, a morning radio show in whatever market. Who knows? Sure. Rochester, Terry Clifford, get me thrown out of the radio station. Yeah. Uh, I remember that was one of the ones that they would pick on. And the fans would immediately go to the Facebook page and just start posting the most ridiculous shit all over the Facebook page. And it would go in stages. First, they would like shut down any fan interaction, and then the page would just disappear. Yep. They had to take the page off of Facebook yep. because of how brutal it was. And nobody didn't come out God and forbid say, you had a listener line. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was never a good thing. And they wouldn't come out and say, you guys should do that. But they also didn't discourage it. They, they did, they too. Kind of They'd go, attack. <laughs> attack. They would, too. When somebody yeah. would dare, like, they would do Jacktober, and if somebody would dare, like... Oh, what do these Opie and Anthony know? They're on XM. Nobody listens to them. We got more listeners than they do. If you did anything to kick back, if you did anything to kick back, it's like, you know how dogs, like when they grab you by, like a dog grabs something by the neck and if it kicks, they just shake it harder? Yep. Opie absolutely would be like, well, pests, you know what to do, pests. Yes. He did it all the time. He loved it when it worked for him. He was Opie the Destroyer. He got all the people on his side. And then... He got everyone whipped up into a frenzy, 
it's actually, and I, this is going to be sound weird, but I listened to Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. He talked about the Mongolians and Genghis Khan. And the reason why that society... Genghis Khan. He says Genghis Khan. Very good. The reason why that society broke down is because they were so busy raping and pillaging that they started doing it to themselves. They couldn't... They, they didn't know how to turn it off. Opie ignited this fan base, and then they all turned against him and did the same thing to him that he was having them do to everybody else, and he couldn't control it anymore. He's going to end up like Mussolini. He's yes. just going to be hanging, hanging in a square. From, yeah, Town Square. So this is um, another clip of them talking about Scorch. And listen to them laughing about how he's broadcasting from a pub and he's annoyed that people are making noise in the background. The reason I pulled this is not because it's not an... In- By the way, this is Sam Roberts, another podcaster who we've not talked about. Not a great about. shit star. Yeah. The reason I pulled this is not because it's not an interesting clip, but you have to listen closely because you can hear the few people in the bar... Just milling about and talking. Well, why aren't well, they uh, paying attention and ready to applaud so loudly like they have been in, in the past? And the visual that goes along with this is Scorch. For some reason, they left the full body shot of Scorch on as opposed to switching to a different camera angle. And you can see his hand waving people saying, stop, stop talking, stop talking. We can <laughs> no <idiot> talking. fucking <laughs> way. Yeah. So Opie is laughing about that. He's like, oh, this fucking loser. He's in a bar and he's worried about background noise because he's broadcasting from a bar. Oh, now the music's on. We can't podcast anymore. You uh, just told him to play music. I was no, joking. Just tell him to shut it off. Yeah, we got to shut the music off. Can we shut the music off real quick? Just for a couple more minutes. Yeah, pause this song. <laughs> Fast forward eight years. Jesus, yeah, burn really. it down. It's the first time anything interesting has been said at the Telmark Tavern. Fast forward eight years. Uh, Opie's not just waving his hand at people. He's yelling at them. Turn the music up on podcasting here. Dude, you're in a bar, you fucking dummy. I've met Opie once in my life. Yeah, how and was that? he was that? so nice to me. Oh, I'm sure he's And so it's hard. like... I feel bad, yeah. but honestly, you did it to yourself, oh, dude. He set himself you up. You done it to yourself. <laughs> he set himself up. I love when they talk about how Scorch is wildly, blissfully unaware of how pathetic he is. Uh, we got Scorch <laughs> talking about how great his new venue is, which is this crappy bar. Yeah, you know, you said that he always tends to look on the positive. Oh, boy, does he. he pra- we can I learn th- from Scorch as th- far as looking at the positive. I yeah. think he did. Scorch is one of those guys who practices the secret and power positive thinking uh, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, puts yeah. himself where he wants. He visualized himself in this pub. Oh, yeah. So Opie says, we can learn from this guy and the power of positive thinking and I think that's what gets him through things like when he shows up to a bar and the TVs are too loud. Have a beer, bro. Let's go. Let's. It's, it, I know where it is. I took it from the kitchen. Ah, oh, okay. It happens. Got some cheese. I see. Yeah, Nothing but the best for us today. The best of the best. TV's really loud. I don't, I don't think we could tell these guys to turn the TV down. They'll, no, fucking, not <laughs> they'll fucking kill us. Full circle. Always look on the bright side of life. I love you just got British on me. We got more to talk about with Opie. You got to uh, hang with me here, buddy. I know. I know you're worried about Wheeze. I'm worried not worried about, about Wheeze. I can care less. Call me. I know. He won't call me about this anymore. No, he's over no. it. No. Is everybody over it now? I hope so. Nobody's going to call me about it. Nobody's going to call me about anything. And if they do, I'm just going to say, dude, we made jokes. It's jokes. Speaking of jokes, this is them goofing on Scorch for his sponsor live reads that he does 
on his show. I might have done some doctoring to this, I'll be honest. At Scor- Scorch doesn't take commercial breaks because his sponsors are like part of the family. Right, so it's not a commercial break. No, and yeah. it's also because it's paid programming, so there wouldn't be any commercial breaks. Here Why come, went there, babe? It couldn't be. Here comes the comedy in three, two, <laughs> one. It looks cool. It has no charger. It's really nice and compact. And so... You're like, oh, it's time to change my brush head on my quip. Oh, I love my quip. <laughs> Even Scorch isn't that bad at doing live reads. See, he didn't record that in a bar. He recorded that in his bathroom. Yes. Like, standing in front of the mirror on his phone. Opie. Holy shit. It's so bad. Um, what I hate but about... I will say this. Yeah. Uh, you can get the movies and TV you love at Deep Discount. DeepDiscount.com. W-A-T-P-15. Something that I hate about Opie, when he first started this podcast, he was very unsure of what he was doing. And he's like, you know, SiriusXM took me by surprise. They fired me. I didn't know I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what to do. It took me 10 months to figure out what I wanted to do next. Listen how fucking confident this dumb bad has gotten now on his show. That's right. It's podcast time. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate that Opie is like, it's podcasting time! Wah! Waka waka! Watch out! Especially when you go back even three years ago. Yeah. What am I going to do, a stupid podcast? Oh, yeah, he used to rip on oh. back. He used to talk to Rich Voss. You're at a podcast convention? What are you, a fucking loser? You're a, pod- you're a podcast? They're getting so... And I... I mean, I, I hesitate to say this because it sounds like I'm being a little pompous. And this is probably not true. But I feel like they might be trolling me. This Opie Ooh. Radio show. The the what show? Opie Radio. Okay, they're trolling you particularly. I think they are. Because episode 76, the last sentence in the description of their show is, We hope you enjoy this cinematic episode in full blast stereo sound rooney Which I'm pretty sure is just fucking with me. Um, maybe you're paranoid. But you do bring up the Kazaroo a lot. I, I don't do. think you say Kazaruni, do you? You say Kazaruni? Uh, no, but I do say... The drinky poo. And they also say... Tavanooch. <laughs> so I have a feeling that <laughs> oh, they're just fucking... Oh, those both hurt me. I think they're fucking with me at this point. The episode that I listened to was episode number 75. Has he ever acknowledged you on that show? Has he no. ever just gone, fuck that guy? The smartest thing Opie has ever done is never acknowledge me. Carl Ruiz now has tweeted at us, we're buddies. Okay. But Opie has never acknowledged me, which is brilliant. So do you, how many awkward conversations do you think Carl's had to have with Opie after those tweets? I, I'm curious about that. I wonder what, what Carl's role is with Opie if they just have a business relationship. Because it's an awkward friendship if it's a real friendship. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I, if I was like, if you were just relentlessly harassing my best friend online, yeah, I would not be tweeting pleasantries at you. I would just probably ignore you as well. Well, part of it is that Opie is a public figure. Sure, he's a celebrity. Sure, celebrities are used to people shitting on them, especially sure. ones that suck at their job. So I think part of it just kind of comes with that whole thing. It's not like I'm just picking some random asshole like a Vinnie Paulino. And just motherfucking up. How dare you? <laughs> this is episode 75. Opie is talking to Vic Henley. And I picked this episode because I find Vic Henley to be so unfunny in every single way. 
they're driving together through Harlem to get to some gig where Vic is opening for Ron White. I have to imagine there's probably a lot of editing of what Vic has to say riding through Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joey's going through there. He's like, oh, don't want to put that on, don't want to put that on. This is what I call boring anecdote number one. The setup to this is this comedian William Stevenson just passed away recently. I don't know if you know who that is. I don't know William Stevenson. Yeah, I, I didn't know him. Either. I know Kevin Barnett, R.I.P. R.I.P. Kevin Barnett. William Stevenson passed away, and I guess he was a regular at the Comedy Cellar. And so he tells this anecdote about how he used to play poker with this guy. And this couldn't be more boring. So he was one of these guys that really had a good time besides being a really funny comic. He brought a lot of you guys together with the the poker game and, and the funk night. Yeah, absolutely. He was a founding member of the poker game. He brought two new decks of cards every week. We always had to play with brand new decks of cards, one of his rules. Every week? <laughs> every he goes, week. Why? You started, you started with cards. Who he, he was worried that people were going to be cheating or at the poker game? No, but that's just, you know, for $6 a week, he felt, you know, just start with a brand new deck of cards. He didn't like it if your card got all bent up all right this was one of the first things he talks about of this comedian that he remembers that he brought new cards to every poker game to be fair that was in the obituary oh okay fair enough it was a very big right. part of his life sure but i fucking buy new cards every time i play poker that's not a big deal and Opie's like whoa what he brought new cards every time that's what people do i don't think opie has friends do you know how long like, do you think opie gets invited to a poker game like that he would no. know that people do like you know what i'm saying that's a good like point. he hears that and he immediately he's like whoa that's something interesting i can react to yeah without having any actual not interesting of it. nothing to react to at all is that something people can't cheat no that has nothing to why would that have anything to do with cheating people don't like to have shitty cards they like to have new cards right. when you play poker exactly Holy shit. So this is boring anecdote number two. It's a little bit longer. You would have thought Weeze would have taught him that. Oh, Weeze and his fucking poker stories used to drive me... Used to? So I don't listen to Weeze anymore. (laughs) But when I worked at E-Bombs World, Weeze was a consultant and he was there once a week. So I would listen to Weeze's show. So when he came in, I knew what to talk to him about. And back then, I was as into poker as everybody else was. And he would tell these fucking poker stories. And I like poker. I'm like, who the fuck would want to listen to this? He's explaining every fucking card that he had, what was on the flop. He stared at this guy across the table. Whatever! Uh, so, bro, Johnny C's upset because his old lady's been hassling him all day. <laughs> I got a two, a six, and another two. Right? Right, bro? You're the one who's got to answer to this, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'll answer we, to it. We, we, here, I love you. we here at WTP love all Rochester broadcasters. That's Except for the folks day. at Entercom, because I'm not allowed in the building on account of Jocktober. Be- Wait, what did you have to do with Jocktober, though? I told you this story. You did tell me this story. WATP listeners, Jocktober got me barred from an entire radio company forever because I was with Florentine. Oh, and right. And we were sitting in the lobby of uh, Entercom Radio in Rochester. And ter- Where's Entercom? Entercom is the it's one. It's the one that was down by High Falls. Yeah. Down okay. by High Falls. So I was working for a club, and I used to have to drive all the comics there in the yep. morning. And we were in there, and Jim knows everybody, or Florentine knows everybody. Yep. And his phone was dead. And we saw this Terry Clifford bench that was in the lobby. Now, if you're a Jacktober fan, you know who Terry Clifford is. She was working 10 feet away. There was a big window <laughs> into her tank. She's not a so small woman. Her. Right. Got it. Whatever. So this... Bench was entitled. There was a placard on it 
that said Flat Terry Clifford, <laughs> which is what Anthony used to fucking call her. He used to refer to as Flat Terry. Yeah. And they named this bench this, and it's sitting in the lobby of the place. And Florentine was like, oh, my God, that's so funny, bro. That's so funny. Hey, tweet that to Opie and uh, Jimmy and those guys. Yeah. She's like, whatever. I took a picture of it. Yep. And I said, oh, and hey, here's a picture of the Flat Terry Clifford bench in Rochester, New York. Sent. Seven hours later, I get a phone call from the club I worked at. What did you do? <laughs> What did you do? Something about a bench? Did you shit on a bench in the lobby? What did you do? I know. I took a picture of it. I tweeted. Well, what did the tweet say? What did you tweet? Like they're not going to let us advertise on the radio anymore. And I go, I just tweeted. Here's the, I showed them the tweet. And they're like, that's all? But apparently they were so, Opie and Anthony were so under the skin of everybody in that place. Yes. That there was anyone in the building who tweeted, I was barred. And it's that was in 2013, so a good six years. I've not no been allowed shit. in the building. They still have your uh, picture up over there? I don't know This if they have a asshole picture. tweeted. Yeah, probably. Don't let him in the building. Yeah, somebody actually called me and asked me to do their show over uh, there. And I was like, oh, well, you might want to check with someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got a call back like, later. They go, uh, yeah, you, you can't come in. Are you serious? Yeah, 100%. You're still banned from that building. Yeah, 100%. They let every shithead in that building, by the way. Not this one. I've been in that building many times. I should not be allowed in any buildings. Well, that's very true. That's very (laughs) true. But yeah, I am a persona non grata. So this is, Opie is hanging with Vic. Vic's reminiscing about this guy's poker games. And Opie says, oh, you got that Louis C.K. story. You got to tell that Louis C.K. story. So Louis and I were in a row, but he was like, do you mind if I just... (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good story. This story fucking sucks. And I'm going to tell you that this is a longer clip, but I didn't want to take any of this out because this is how Vic Henley operates. This man is so fucking devoid of anything interesting or comedic in anything that he says. (laughs) <laughs> Tell the Louis C.K. story that he told me the other night. Oh, God. He, uh, in one of their famous, um, the closet to leave Eddie Brill's apartment is right by the front door. Both doors look exactly the same. And many a tipsy McTipsy person, you know, opened up the, thinking they were leaving, opened up the closet door and almost walked into the closet. But it's a New York City smaller apartment, so it's not a big, deep closet. So you, you're about to take a step in, you're, oh, God, it's a closet. <laughs> other door, we'd all yell, other door, you know. And so one night, Louie, who had lost all of his money, uh, he's, and he, he got up and kind of like now. Out and, <laughs> yeah. and, he, uh, and he, he walked all the way in the closet <laughs> Box, and closed the door. And so now having made the only time anyone's ever done this was him. Everybody else would always catch themselves. A million people made the mistake. Now he's inside and he's going to do the classic what any comic would do. How long do you stay in there? <laughs> before you come back out. You can't just walk right back out immediately. Like, ah, fucked up. I'm an idiot. You know? So he stays in there. And so we we play a few more hands and we're all like, how long is he going to stand in there? We're kind of mumbling to ourselves. And he stood in there, not 15 minutes, but somewhere over 10 minutes. He stayed in there and didn't say a goddamn thing. We just kept playing poker and never acknowledged that he was in there. And all of a sudden he just swings the door open. He said something like, uh, if you want to come visit your money sometime, suckers, <laughs> come by my house. Because <laughs> he didn't have any of our money. He had lost all of his money. Of course. <laughs> so, and then he left. And then he left. Then he went out the right door and actually exited the apartment. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> is it? Vinny, was that awesome? No. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. $250 masterclass. There's no reason why you would tell that story. It's not funny or interesting. You were playing poker with Louis C.K., and you just wanted to say that. Yeah. You just wanted to say, by the way, I'm Vic Henley. No one knows who I am, but back when Louis C.K. wasn't very famous, I played poker with him. Great. Congratulations, Vic. What do you mean not know who Vic Henley is? Uh, nobody knows who Vic Henley is. Oh, come on. Everybody was listening to Sirius XM at like 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock yeah. in the fall of 2016. I agree. Everybody was. Uh, Howard 100, <laughs> Howard 101. <laughs> Raw dog. Raw dog. This is talking about how the death of this comedian gives other comedians an opportunity. And Opie embarrasses himself by telling a story that he had told previously that he thought was funny. Or telling a joke, I think he thinks this is, that he thought was funny. And then tells it to Vic to get Vic to say, oh yeah, dude, you're you're hilarious. And then then a lot of those guys are going... You know what? I think I move up a slot. Oh, that's true. Hosts, I guarantee you some of them are going, ooh, some host spots just opened up at the cellar in the village underground. Oh, you guys are animals. Somewhere, Artie Fuqua and Will Sylvans are just jumping up and down with joy. On the last podcast, I, I uh, obviously I know a lot of you guys. I described the, uh, the stand-up comedian as a crab in a bucket pulling all the other crabs down to get to the top of the bucket. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> seafood analogy. Well, nothing wrong with a good seafood no, analogy. No, always. perfect. We are all bottom feeders. <laughs> that fits in crabs. We walk sideways. We talk sideways. I have a seafood analogy. The OP podcast is like a fish because it stinks. <laughs> that is your seafood analogy. He goes... Comedians are like crabs in a bucket. They'll walk on each other trying to get to the top. And Vic Henley goes, good seafood analogy. (laughs) What is wrong with these guys? They're so stupid. (sighs) All right. This is um, a track right here where this story is not interesting or funny. And there's way too much laughter over this non-story. So he was sitting there and uh, Ben walks up, DC, and um, he's like, you're late. It's the first thing he says. Like, how you doing? You're late. And Ben goes, I'm five minutes early. And William looks at his watch and sees that Ben's right. He is exactly five minutes early. And William's eating french fries. So he put the napkin over his french fries because he had to go down and bring on the next day. He goes, you're late. I'm actually five minutes early. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, you are. Don't fuck my french fries. <laughs> put his napkin over him. And so as soon as he walked away, naturally, Ben goes, he moves the napkin and started eating his french fries. <laughs> Speaking of french fries... Vic really has a way with a story, doesn't he? He really paints a picture. I tuned out. I'm like, why? I tuned out on that clip. I tried to listen to that clip. Can I tell you what happened in that clip? No, I don't want to know. This guy shows up. I don't care. I don't care. The other guy has to walk away from his plate, and that guy, even though he was told not to eat his french fries, eats his french fries. Is that amazing? Is that hilarious? All right. right. I got a couple more. This is Opie with possibly the worst joke he's ever tried to tell. Nobody gets it. Nobody's following him on this one at all. It's one people I'm going to give jokes. Opie a piece of advice before yeah. he does any another episode. <laughs> okay. Call down to Virginia. 
Hire Spiewak. Oh, you need Spiewak. Do you know how much better his show would be if Spiewak was on it? Oh, that's a good call. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to play it the way that it, it came out. So that you know how terrible it is. Right. And then I'm going to go back to it and put some Spiewak laughter in the background. Perfect. And see if that fixes it. Okay. Oh, just a mashup of awful. Yeah, okay, this is perfect. All right, here we go. This is, and and I'm not overstating this. This is Opie's worst joke ever, which is worse than the worst joke ever. It's like, it's Double like, loaded. it's like three in the middle of the night dark up in Harlem. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Where I grew up, it was noon. <laughs> you know, yeah, because as far as the darkness goes. Well, their street lights just none of them ever work. They're always out. No, I'm talking about the color of people's oh, skin. sorry. I was talking about the actual light. <laughs> yeah, you still laughed at my joke. <laughs> see, middle of the night dark, because see. I got you, sure. Yeah, and then, because I'm really white, noon. <sighs> anyway. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. I can't get uh, over the fact that he has no fucking clue that none of this is working. And what's great is that no, like, no. what is the that's the brilliance of this whole thing. Oh no. That can, was can uh, you I believe, had to walk away. Can you believe that joke he says? Up here in Harlem, it's like three in the morning dark. And Vic goes, Yeah, the streetlights, they stop working. No one fixes them. He goes, No, 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 I was talking about how they're black people. Uh, uh. What? All right, let's try that again. Uh, let's try that again. Let's see what Rob Spiewak thinks about this joke. It's like it's Come like on, it's like three in the middle of the night, dark up in Harlem. Yeah, totally. Where I grew up, it was noon. <laughs> you know, yeah, because as far as the darkness <laughs> goes, well, I'm talking about the color of people's oh, skin. Sorry, I was talking about the light. <laughs> yeah, you still laughed at my joke. <laughs> see, middle of the night, dark. Because see, because sure. I'm really white, noon. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think he needs Ross Bwag. Uh, I think that would help. I have one that more is clip. Really, it's pretty bad. Like number one, really, that's what you're gonna say. That's gonna be like number one. Don't fucking say that's stupid. Do you no. realize what year it is? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a podcast, but don't be completely stupid. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's not funny to anyone, and it's not even funny. Yeah, and what's crazy about this is that Opie has said in the past that he spends hours with this guy Joey at Westwood One going through these podcasts and editing them before they go out. Why wouldn't you take that out? You just told a joke that was, I mean, I don't care about insensitivity or whatever. I don't give a shit. But it wasn't funny. It didn't land. Vic didn't get it. You then explained it, which is the worst thing you could do. Just move on. Just pretend you didn't say it. Keep going. He then explains why he said the joke. Take all of that out. Take it all out. And the double down on it is what made me laugh. The double down on it is brutal. This guy does not know how to fucking podcast. All right, this is the last clip that I want to play. My soul has been ripped out of me. Keep in mind that Opie doesn't just go to a studio or someone's home and podcast. He likes to do other things like drive around Harlem while podcasting. You know, Vic is bummed out. I told him it was William Stevenson. I didn't know you guys had a conversation before that. And uh, I think this is the way to go, right? Yeah, the Henry Hudson. It's kind of hard to uh, podcast and and work my way around Harlem. I'm not up here often. Um, Anyway. um, Getting close. So. Opie says it's hard for him to podcast and drive. I would opine it's hard for him to podcast and podcast. (laughs) He should just focus on one thing, and that's maybe podcasting. Just put a little effort into your show, Opster. You don't really, like, what are are you adding to the proceedings by driving around in a car with someone and talking to them? You're not fucking Seinfeld. I can't get Uh. over the fact that he has no fucking clue that none of this is working. It's not, like, (laughs) it's 
unbelievable. Like every now and again, a live album is great. Yeah. But you're not Sabbath. You're not like some great stand-up performer where you have to have the audience in the back or whatever. You're just doing it out in places. I don't even know why. It sounds like he has a studio somewhere. Why is he just going around and doing this? Is he, he trying he, to get people to like subscribe? I've seen what videos. I've seen videos of his studio that he has at Westwood One. It's a cubicle that has a futon in it. Oh, with that's some why. Because it's garbage. <laughs> it's so it's so sad. If you ever saw a video of their studio at uh, Sirius XM, where there's TVs all the way around the perimeter and it's immaculate they have all this space all these people coming in and now he's in a cubicle with a futon and he's like handing a mic to nick nolte here here take this mic is it nick nolte i don't know who cares oh yeah gary Busey. gary Busey. i get almost the same person (laughs) that's the same person right yeah with just a little very degrees of traumatic brain injury so i guess that's why he decides that i'm gonna pick up my least funny friend in the world vic henley and I'm going to have the Zoom recorder on, and we'll just record a podcast while we drive to a gig. It's unbelievable. I just wish, like, putting out good audio in a podcast is hard. Yes. There's times when my show, I haven't been happy with how it turns out, and I get it. But, like, wouldn't you just try to maximize that? Like, do the best you can? Opie is fucking clueless when it comes to putting out a good show. And I think that I am, too. Because we're about to go to everyone's least favorite segment, the voicemail segment. Oh, boy. Of the show. On the subreddit, there's been a lot of controversy over the voicemails that we play. Okay. There are some people who really dislike it. And then there are other people who think that the voicemail segment's fun. So it's one of those th- Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a podcast. Okay. You, you don't have to listen to it. But also, there was this thread on our subreddit where they... We're wondering, what would a good show be if Carl couldn't be there? Which co-host would you get together? Well, I'm honored. Thank you. And Vinny was not brought up at all. But ah, Dorkles the Clown was brought up quite a bit. Dorkles! And I don't know why, but it got Dorkles very excited. And all of a sudden, Dorkles has like this huge ego going. I wasn't even in the conversation? And Dorkles the Clown? Dorkles had a lot more mentions than you did. Uh, I'm not going to say you weren't in the conversation. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I have to read this nonsense. Dorkles got a lot more love than you did. And then, so Dorkles, who I haven't spoken to in a year or two, went ahead and left us a voicemail. <laughs> well, hi, Carl. This is Dorkles the Cloud. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I've been spending a lot of time on the Who Are These Podcasts subreddit. <laughs> and I feel really super duper about all the fans supporting me. <laughs> I also discovered some other fascinating things on that Reddit site, too. <laughs> like, uh, did you know that we never landed on the moon? It was all a hoax filmed by Hollywood movie director Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) Anyways, I best be going, but before I leave, remember, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. (laughs) All right, Carl, nighty night, keep your butthole tight. I had no idea that Dorkles was a conspiracy theorist. This is never a new side of Dorkles. Never mind, Alex. Dorkles, I'm good with Dorkles. Fuck you all. <laughs> all right, so Dorkles and Kaya will be the new show that we put out on WATP. They seem to be the fan favorite somehow. Fucking Dorkles. 
All right, I, I do want to play some voicemails. I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible, Vinny. All right. You ready for this? Yep. This starts off with a guy who points out that a show that our co-host Croge, who everybody loves over here, there's a show that Croge likes a lot. This guy thinks it, it sucks. Hey, Carl. Just got to call in to recommend a podcast that one of your uh, your co-hosts recommended. The uh, Your Favorite Band Sucks podcast is unlistenable. Please give that a listen. They're, they're constant edits that they just jam together so that it feels like there's no breath. Dude, Crows it, it loves feels like that they show. In the middle of sentences, their points are inane. They're, it's just <laughs> awful. I don't know okay. who would recommend that or why. I don't know who any of your podcast hosts are, except maybe Dick, who's awesome. But Dick is awesome. I'd love to hear. Wait, you did I say that? <laughs> anyway, you're doing a great job, man. Awesome podcast. Keep up the great work. Love you. So, so apparently, that's a podcast that Crows thinks is awesome. And Crows also thinks that Appetite for Destruction is a terrible album. Maybe Croge is an idiot. Uh, just might be. Is that possible? I'm gonna put it on the route. I'm gonna put it on the list of possibilities. <laughs> yes. All right. This wouldn't be a voicemail segment if we didn't play some voicemails from Boomer Guy. And just for all the people who think that I play every fucking voicemail that we get, trust me, I am only playing about five percent of the voicemails that this guy has left me over the last couple of weeks. But I thought this was kind of funny. He's not a fan of how close I get to the microphone. You know, I find it funny that your your tagline is. Don't be fuck, don't be fucking corny on this shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> buddy. Um, because your fucking show is like corn as sh- like is corny as fuck, man. What? I'm telling you. Also, um, hey, whenever you fucking play an audio clip or a uh, voicemail, move that mic even closer to your mouth because I, I want to fucking hear you open and fucking close your mouth and smack all the fucking time. I also want to hear you tap on your little gay ass like Apple fucking computer that. That your brother-in-law bought you, uh, bought for you, and uh, yeah. So uh, keep up with those really shitty edits because you're so autistic that you keep on like fucking pointing out whenever a person clicks their fingernails or says the word like in the background. But yeah, like yeah, let's fucking uh, pick on that shit while you fucking are like a slob, fucking uh, you know, <sighs> water your dry mouth from years and years of fucking grimacing and spinning on the fucking floor and or in the, like a little spittoon or whatever the fuck y'all had in back in the 1800s anyways carl go oh, get by a the real way, fucking job Vinny, stop being a drunk on uh stop being uh, like a fucking drunk this guy thinks i'm a boomer that's why we call him boomer guy job. he thinks anyways, you're a boomer he thinks i'm a boomer oh, oh. and sabers fucking suck whoa whoa actually that's true the sabers do fucking suck they do but you're I'm not a so boomer. done with those assholes yeah this guy calls me a boomer so his joke was i was born in the 1880s or sure because well, that's how that works right you were bo- you were b- b- the gold boom uh boomer guy really likes crozier but is not a fan of the producer now if you heard our show from a couple weeks ago chris was here as our producer which really he didn't produce shit he just hung out and drank he, he brought us drinks too which is nice uh where is he today he actually was supposed to come and then dropped out ah but Boomer Guy is not a fan of Chris. Yeah, hey, I'm actually glad to hear an episode where you actually have Crosh on. You know, a funny guy. And it, oh. it, it, it did break my heart that people you do like on throwing, and now you're uh, throwing in your producer. Um, yeah, I guess like I guess that's what you can call your fucking landlord. Uh, you know, standing in the hallway asking for rent. You know, while y'all are recording in your fucking little like uh, shower right? or anything like that, because Jesus Christ is a fucking echo bad. I don't want to have to hear him. Your quote-unquote producer 
giving him the shittiest little input and while he has no fucking mic. If he's going to talk, put him on a fucking mic. I agree. Otherwise, tell him to shut the fuck up. I agree. Up, he okay? was just yelling from across the room. <laughs> I thought you fucking did this shit yourself, something I've made fun of what the, many what times. What happened to this whole, oh, I, I know how to do marketing. Oh, I know how to <laughs> produce this shit. Now you have to have a producer? Come on, man. Come on. We're, he's just a hanger on. He's not really a producer. Lines are unraveling slowly. Man, my, we're going to find out what 7-Eleven you work at. What uh, what your little gay boy toy um fucking brother-in-law that uh like Andy or whatever the fuck his name is, you know? And then we'll find out that Jenna from the Jingles Department is not your wife after all, but she's your fag hag. Yeah, that's oh. right. I know. I'm on to you. I'm on to you. Boomer guy's got it all figured out. Yeah, man. He's starting up all the rumors, getting the rumor mill going. I'm like, shouldn't be allowed in how nice of your, a house you have here. And like, <laughs> you're barely invited over here. I know. It's like, in fact, haven't you ever seen your welcome by now? In my opinion. <laughs> all right, here is uh, another voicemail from Boomer Guys. The last one I'm going to play. He hates the new jingle. I I think this is the minority opinion. I'm hoping. Carl, what the fuck, man? Listen here. I am just driving back. Okay, had to re-listen Whatever. one more time because Jesus Christ is my voice sexy as fuck. Um, he likes it when I play his voicemails. And uh, man, boy, was it a boner killer! Whenever your fucking wife came on and does this shitty ass jingle, you know what the fuck? Is, what the fuck was that? The, the joke's non fucking existent. You know what? Like. I don't know. I don't know what made you fucking think it was a good idea, like taking your stay-at-home fucking wife and putting her in the office. You know, I, I hope to God her fucking cooking's better, but because Jesus Christ, her fucking jingle uh, work sucks ass. Holy shit, man! I, you, should, you better be a good fucking leg, man. Because fuck Carl, like you have bad dick choice, uh, like or bad like <laughs> pussy choice, man. Bad like, cause, choice. holy fuck, was that unfunny and was that just? That was just shitty, man. Shitty jingle. All right. Everyone's a critic. Boomer guy did not like the latest jingle. I'm offended for Jen. From the jingles. Now, now Jen from the jingles department is a professional. Agreed. So she will not be upset by this. She'll take it in stride. And quite frankly, she should because this is a fucking masterpiece. Slap a guy had a boner listening to his own voice and then we ruined it by playing Jen from the Jingles Department once again. I'm sorry, I'm crying. This it's next, beautiful. This next voicemail is from Johnny Steen on our subreddit. He is not a fan of voicemails. Hey, Carl. It's Johnny Steen. I know you guys are so excited to finally have voicemails after hawking the number for, what, like four months and not getting anything? But maybe you don't have to play every single one you get. Uh, just a thought. Anyways, five stars. Keep up the good work. Well, I didn't help my cause there by playing that. This is uh, a voicemail that uh, this person's not a fan of my voice. Ah, I was going to guess you just had like a wrong number on there you were going to play because that's all you do is play all everything you get. Yeah, this is someone who wanted to sell me insurance, this is, <laughs> which I do get. Hi, Carl. This is your doctor's office. <laughs> so, yeah, Carl, I just wanted to say that it's, I think you have Asperger's. 
and your voice makes me want to stab my fucking eardrums. I mean, it is so fucking annoying. But I love the show. Still funny. And uh, Opie sucks. Brother Wee's fucking blows and is a hack. And, uh, yeah, big fan. Go fuck yourself. Uh, one last voicemail that I want to play. This is a suggestion that's been coming in quite a bit, and I want to know if any of you know about this podcast. Hey, Carl, Joey here. I'd like to recommend a podcast for you. I highly recommend you check out the Misfits podcast. It's a bunch of uh, YouTube video gamers. I think you know what video games are. They have those in your time. Anyway, they've got a little <laughs> podcast, a handful of Americans and a few Australians. Mm. Uh, you know, they talk about millennial humor and stuff, so I know you'll appreciate it. I highly recommend you check out episode one, The Poland Story. Misfits podcast. Check it out. Thanks, Carl. I've gotten this request a bunch of times now, this Misfits podcast. Yeah, they didn't make it to episode two because Jerry only sued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, me and the Misfits go back a little ways. Now, yeah. this is different. This is not to ban the Misfits. Yeah, you don't want to go down the Misfits no, road with Carl. That's not a good thing. I did not have a good I experience. I forgot that was you. <laughs> I oh did not God. have a good experience with those guys. <laughs> uh, but this is a different podcast. Apparently, it's a bunch of YouTubers or video gamers. And they have this show called The Misfits, and I, I was like, oh, I never heard of this. So I clicked over to it. It has hundreds of thousands of listeners. It's a huge show. Really? Yeah, so you haven't heard of it either. No. It's because we're boomers. That's why we don't know about this. Sure, show. that's why. That's why, because, <laughs> listen, I, this whole generation, this is going to make me sound old. I'm in yeah. my mid-30s, okay? This whole generation wants to talk about fucking video games and it's watch each other play about. video games. And you become I, a celebrity if you're good at video games. Uh, <laughs> it's so bizarre. I love to see that shit flying 89. Uh, um, I want to read a couple of reviews that have come in recently on our iTunes page. And uh, also, I just want to mention that we got this note from this uh, JD character who sent us an email, and they said, um, 20 minutes into the citation needed, and I've never been more angry. I'm a longtime listener, and I, of course, understand the point of your show, but fuck you, you piece of shit. Mm -hmm. How dare you be listening to these cackling cocksuckers? It's the single most infuriating thing I've ever heard. Zero stars, and fuck you, die. Ah. Sincerely, JD. And then he sent me another email. Seven minutes later, they said, holy fucking shit, I just Googled this show and they get $2,677 per podcast on Patreon. What the fuck? This is how angry I get to. Uh, I understand, JD. I'm standing here. I totally understand. Just shaking angry. That does bother. <laughs> uh, this was uh, another person, Terry. Two grand? Oh, yeah. They, they make 3000 an episode. Their show is, is terrible. Oh. There isn't a joke to be found, but like Mike O'Mara, there's a lot of laughter. A lot of fucking laughter. All right. This is this guy, Terry, who wrote into the show, and he tried to leave his review on iTunes, but he couldn't get it to work because apparently that's a very difficult system to use, that sure. iTunes. Sure, <laughs> So he says... My mom can't seem to get it. <laughs> right. So he says, this is what I would have left. Yeah, Rich Voss also had a hard time with it, so I to <laughs> totally understand. He says, uh, this is what I would have left for you uh, from Stocky Joe. It says, who would listen to this garbage? Unless you're some bag slapper on a couch somewhere looking for reviews of tater tot cuisine or the relative hotness of abusive nuns, don't bother. These guys are awful. Well, except for Kevin. Kevin is awesome. And Kaya is amazing. 
and Jen and Crozier and Fargo Downs, Andy and Joe and Dick and Doug and Chris and the other Jen, Cobra Commander, Maynard, the fuck rumpus guy, Bonnie, and even that dad from the Midwest they've got on there. He's exactly right on a lot of the time. But oh wow, that Opie guy, he has got to go five stars. <laughs> it's funny. That is good. That's pretty funny. He left you off though. Yeah, didn't he? well, you know. He's pulling out fucking references of Bonnie who's ever even been on the show. I got another note on here that I wanted to, to talk about. This Paul Rourke sent me a note. I played a clip from Opie's show where he talked about he was with Mitch Hedberg hours before he died. Opie was? Opie was. He claims? According to Opie. Okay. He was at Caroline's and, and Mitch Hedberg was there and he was with them and then he learned the next day that he had passed away. So Paul sends me a note. He says, Hedberg didn't die the day after a show. It was a few days later. Right. Because Opie said, no, no, he was doing the show and then he died. Didn't he like lock himself away for a couple of days or something yeah. like that before he died? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he was performing. Yeah, people didn't see him an hour or two before he died. No. Opie claimed that he did. This guy says, Owen A were on vacation when his death was announced. Mitch was not mentioned on the next four shows they did. He said, I went back and skimmed through them and they never even acknowledged his death. If Opie was hanging around with him the day before he died or even at that last show, I think he would have mentioned it. So thank you. I, I would tend to believe a listener because the listeners of that show, oh. like we've noticed, are very fanatic and they, they pay, pay attention, attention to every detail. They do pay attention. We appreciate the sleuthing on that one. Here's a review that came in on January 28th. Worse than Opie Radio garbage. I would rather listen to every episode of that dumpster fire known as Opie Radio podcast than subject myself to one episode of this insufferable pile of crap. The host Carl is garbage and WATP is garbage. Garbage! Five stars. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, this is, oh, Sith Lord says, I love the show. Five stars. Thank you very much. Uh, this one says, you are all honestly so annoying. <laughs> I couldn't get past okay. five minutes before turning this off. Why not talk about actual stuff instead of other podcasts? Ha ha, delete this. Uh-huh. That's a one star review. That'll teach you. That's a, yeah, that will teach me. Uh, Nuke Dukem from January 27th says, W-A-T-P. Probably the funniest podcast I've ever listened to. I literally burst out laughing at work. Blah, 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 blah. Five stars. Thank you very much, Nuke Dukem. This next one says, editing. And uh, he has quotes around this. I'll take that out in post because I actually edit this show. Screams Carl. Really? Why did I just hear that? Not sure Carl did not edit this. <laughs> I think this whole podcast is based on Carl's misunderstanding of the mechanics of podcasting. That is a five-star review. very well could be. <laughs> that could be. I do. I mean, Dick Manson said I'm a podcasting expert, so that must be the truth. Oh. Uh, so fun stuff there. Yeah, man. We I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I love that you get like the five-star reviews of just shit talk. Oh, I love it, too. It's my favorite. Because it must confuse people who don't know the show. Right, exactly. They go on there like, this show is fucking garbage. Five stars. Like, hey, what? <laughs> These people don't know how to use the iTunes reviews? Well, they must be like JD. They have no idea how to use this thing. Right. I think I, like JD was thought he was sending you like instant messaging things. He's shooting you emails every <laughs> couple minutes. Vinny. What? We've done it all, buddy. We've done it all. Thank Christ. We've talked about Opie. We talked about Scorch. We talked about Mike O'Mara and Rob Spiewak. And Big O! Oscar Santana. We listened to voicemails. We read some reviews. 
So you know what that means. It must be time for... The This is everyone's favorite part of the show, Vinny. The ending? Even more so than when I play Boomer Guy's voicemails. Uh-huh. They love, love, love the teaser. And do you know why they love it so much? No. Endless possibilities. That makes sense. Who knows what's going to happen next week? We don't know. But we have a tease. But we do have a clue now. And here is a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. I'm not... A monster. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> no, I wasn't honestly, born a no. monster. So I think I've just become like this. On today's episode and the next couple of episodes, we're covering a dude. He is uh, maybe, uh, perhaps the worst person in the world. One of them. Top five. We'll yeah, give him top, top five. five. Top sure. five. Uh, we're going to talk about Joseph Mengele. And um, it is going to be hard to uh, to deal with at some parts. But we'll, we're going to get you the information you need to know. He's not a bad person. Vinny, you look excited. I love that show, actually. I'm a fan. (laughs) Okay. I had a feeling the way you reacted just now. This is the last podcast on the left. Yeah. Which is a huge show. It is. It's been around for a long time. I am going to be reviewing this show with our friend Kaya from the official podcast. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk... Last podcast on the left. Well, have fun. What do you think? You think this is a, a good show? You know, I I think you're gonna pick it the fuck apart, yeah, but I enjoy it. It's great. Like if you like if you like Dan Carlin's hardcore history, I do. These guys are just more a very irreverent Dan Carlin type show, and they mainly focus on atrocities. So if you have a you know a good stomach on you <laughs> and you can laugh at dark shit, yeah, there you go. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I listened to this show probably seven years ago, Okay, six years ago, and I thought it was decent, and I know it's changed a lot, and it's blown the fuck up. It's always been pretty popular. It feels like it really has blown up. It's huge. It's it's like one of the biggest shows. Yeah. It's fun now. for like uh, car trips, you know, if you like a little history okay. and you like to, you know, laugh. Well, these it. guys giggle a lot. Yeah, they You can tell by that little clip right there. They make they, each other laugh to do. no end. And you like that. You didn't like it when it was Rob Spiewak. But when they're but Rob Spiewak wasn't sitting there talking about genocide and stuff. That's you know, true. The stuff they, that makes we, me giggle. If Mike O'Mara was talking about genocide, we probably would have gotten down with that show. If he, if he if Mike O'Mara had a conversation with his son about Auschwitz, like they're having about uh, Mengele. Yeah, there you go. doing the fucking Darth Vader march. They could yeah. be talking about Auschwitz. Me and little Michael are going to sit down and watch the new Netflix Ted Bundy tapes. Yes, <laughs> you know. Actually, that is uh, the latest episode from last podcast on the left. It's not an official episode. Is it really? Yeah, they talk about the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, I got to look at that. Yeah, so you got to check know. that out. The last one I listened to that really was killing me is they did a three-parter about Rasputin. Okay, and that yeah. was fucking hysterical. I laughed a lot at that. I was, I heard all about Rasputin from Dan Carlin. So sure. I, I imagine that these guys have a different take on it. Uh, maybe. I didn't hear Dan Carlin's. So, Vinny, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Vinny is the host of Comedy at the Carlson cast where you interview the comedians that are coming through Rochester I do. each and every week. I do. What do you got coming up, buddy? Well, coming up, uh, we got ugh, Bob Saget. Nice. Jay Moore. Nice. Uh, the last few weeks. I had some of my favorite episodes the last few weeks. I yeah. got some interesting stories. We had Felipe Esparza on, mm-hmm. and we discussed how you smoke crack the wrong way. Okay. Uh, Vicky Barbalak. Would that be with the buttocks? 
No. Is that the wrong way? Okay. No, just wrong paraphernalia. Okay. Like, he didn't know what he was doing when he first decided to try crack. So, which, I, you know, he tried to help people, you know, figure out how to do it right if you're going to do it. Okay, good. Uh, Vicki Barbalak told us some great stories about how she worked in her parents' uh, carpet store and how she used to fuck the guy who would give them notes to give them deals on wholesale carpet. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, we got That's a good story. And uh, Moses Storm, yeah. we had on this week, he tours around with Conan, and uh, his parents started a cult. And he had to tour around the country with them. So we got Mormon, some Mormonism. No, um, weird mixture of Juda- Judaism and Catholicism. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, that they invented apparently, and the whole thing ended up in a trial over wow. what? You have to listen to find out. That's, that's a tease. That's a tease that's right a tease. there. Comedy at the. It Carlson was a murder cast. of children. All right, comedy at the Carlson cast with your host Vinnie Paulino. A great show. Definitely check that out. And again. Thank you so much for coming over. Always. Thanks for having me. I know this me. was a marathon session, and I know you're not a huge fan of talking shit about Opie because every now and then you run in the wheeze and you have to fucking explain yourself. I will never explain. I, I don't, though. What happens is I get phone calls about you. That's true. <laughs> so please, join us again next week because it might be an episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Parting in the mush bits of morning radio. You're not charismatic. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Fucking thing sucks. What's wrong with them? Who does that? Puts that out there in the world. She can be out there forever. (laughs) And the show has reached a new low. Right. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.